0: Did you work today?
1: No, I um, I built a shelf and I hung a piece of art in the wall. So wow. um, I have a bunch more to do, but that felt pretty pretty monumental. So I'm done for 2020.
0: Fully productive day.
1: See you in January when we have equality for everyone and there's going to be a new president and no more coronavirus.
0: Mm-hmm. That'll definitely happen. <laughs> yeah, I go back to work tomorrow. Ugh. Work Gross. is for jerks.
1: Gross. Oh, well, School's for Fools, so what are you going to
0: do? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're finally going to wrap up Buffy here. Yeah, how do you feel about that? It's going to be nice not to be watching, like, 11 episodes of a TV show a week. So yeah, yeah. I feel good in that regard.
1: Uh, I definitely get... I don't know. There's a... I don't know, man. It's been weird. It's been weird, like, touching in with the... The parts that I love about Buffy, and the parts that are like hurt because, and I didn't realize they hurt before, and mm. at the same time, like kind of wishing we could have gone deeper in places, but maybe glad we didn't.
0: I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we get to the pod? Might as well. Hello, and welcome to Headcanon. I'm James, and I'm Marco Sparks. Hi. Welcome to Headcanon. This week on the podcast, we'll be talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 7, the second half of the season. We're done. This is the last Buffy episode. We're going to wrap it all up with a bow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's been a fun ride. Before we get to that, what are you watching, Marco?
1: What am I watching? Um, I watched another episode of Raised by Wolves. I watched the first episode of The Third Day um and i watched a little bit of chance last night
0: chance yeah (laughs) i i don't know what that is but i picture like a show about like vegas that aired in the 90s on nbc or something
1: well there was a show called chance on hulu starring hugh laurie as a as like a doctor who becomes a vigilante i think but no i watched a little bit of the um Amber Benson directorial debut Chance starring her and James Marsters.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Oh boy, I, I thought it would be bad. I was not prepared for how bad it was.
0: <laughs> when did this come out?
1: Somewhere in the middle of Buffy because they're filming on buffy okay. sets.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Um Wow, is there also Andy Hallett is in there as well. But uh It's like watching it. If you knew nothing about the rest of her work you would have been like, yeah, this is the girl from Don's plum.
0: (laughs) Yeah. never saw that either. Oh boy. Yeah. Let's see. What have I been watching? Um, so I watched, there's a documentary called the social dilemma about uh, social media and how it's destroying our very society. That was fun. That's cool. Um, Yeah. I watched Bill and Ted face the music or at least, I don't know. It was on, I got bored after a while. so I was on my phone for a little bit of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like that movie runs out of steam about 45 minutes in and it's still got half its running time to go. It was fine, but just kind of eh. I know I I saw like a bunch of people like really praising Samara Weaving and uh, the other actor who's playing uh, one of the daughters. But like, I don't know, I, I thought they were pretty goofy. Like I wasn't like, wow, what an amazing performance is Bill and Ted's kids. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't care about that movie. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anything else I've been watching? The Mandalorian trailer? Did you watch that?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it didn't make a huge splash for me. Sorry.
0: It's It's just fine. More Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian.
1: So, Gina Carano's trash, right? Did I catch a little bit of that on the internet?
0: I mean, if you were aware, you would have already known she was trash before she's in cast on the show, which I'm not sure why they were casting, like, athletes to play... uh, Characters, anyway, but yeah, yeah, not a big surprise. What do you Is do? she
1: does, she go off with him at the end of that. I don't really don't remember the end. Of that, I think end she of that. stays
0: behind with grief Cargat. That's cool. Yeah.
1: I feel like we, I know that they're in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like we need to see them again. But okay,
0: cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I so there, a lot of the rumors for this season, the show have like all these like side characters from like the Clone Wars showing up. I just I wonder if Lucasfilm is aware of how little the broader audience of The Mandalorian gives a shit about any stuff from the Clone Wars. Like, there's like, of course, the hardcore Star Wars fans like love that show for some reason, but like, mm-hmm. most of the people who watch The Mandalorian, they just like Baby Yoda. They could mm-hmm. give two shits about who like Bo Katan is, and so like, I, 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 my concern is that like, it's going to be like, hey, look, everyone. It's uh, it's Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and this one, like, clone trooper. And people are going to be like, I don't give a shit. Like, unless you make this character compelling in this episode, I don't care that they're in another show. Mm. So we'll see how they do there.
1: Also they really shot themselves in the foot with some of the merchandising because people don't really care about like the child version of
0: whatever. They're really trying to make the child happen. Yeah, it's just baby Yoda, guys. Sorry.
1: It's, but I mean it's like if you just if you if you want to sell the thing, just call it Baby Yoda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Uh yeah, so I saw it won like five technical enemies So uh, the first season of Mandalorian. So congratulations to them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Congrats.
0: I mean, I don't know, on a technical level, it's neat, some of the way they film the stuff with the virtual sets and everything. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Yeah, I think that's about it from what I'm watching, though. I guess I, I don't know. I need to, like, finish the great. I think I just have, like, two or three episodes of that left. I just haven't got around to it.
3: Mm.
0: Is that meant to be a miniseries or, like, continue? I think they're doing another season. I think that's why Nicholas Holt isn't going to be in the Mission Impossible movies.
1: Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, Mm -hmm. cool.
0: Uh, What are you listening to?
1: oh geez man i've just been listening to random music here nothing not like no albums no continuing songs by anybody i was just like looking at that because i was the one thing missing in my notes i don't know i don't have anything
0: you uh most i can say is i was kind of doing a little like youtube rabbit hole dive on uh, taylor swift live performances cool after cool, watching cool. her uh her appearance on whatever awards show that was doing betty um she mm-hmm. has a really good one doing cornelia street and it's like live from paris like it's it's better than the the track on the album I'd say.
1: I know you can buy a lot of the the live from Paris as like singles on iTunes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um but yeah, I'd say check out the Cornelia Street one in particular. It's just her and a guitar, so she crushes it. Right on. Uh what are you reading?
1: Uh let's see, since we last talked, I finished the Jody German book I was reading. I'm so close to being done with Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. Um, which is good, but, I don't know, kind of heartbreaking. And then I think tonight I want to start Piranesi by uh, Susanna Clark. Okay. Yeah, so lots of reading.
0: Mm-hmm. Are, are you, uh, I don't know, are you just enriching your mind? Or are you building up towards something? A little bit of both.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I've read maybe a couple chapters in The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes since we last recorded. I just need to bear down and finish it, put some time aside. I think he's about to like betray his kind of like quasi friend, uh, the main dude, because he's a good fascist. I don't know. I still don't really understand the point of this book. Snow falls on top. Snow falls on top. High
1: five. The fucking I, don't think that having the, I don't think having the word falls in your motto works. Yeah. Even if it is snow. Uh,
0: and that's it. Now it's time to talk about. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, season seven, the end. Do you have an opening yeah. statement?
1: Uh, I forgot the right one. So let me just say, um, kind of like I was saying at the start of this episode, I started watching some of the episodes for this this bout, this round. And some of them I was just like starting off. I was like, man, I'm just not in the mood to do this. Um, and some of them won me over. And I I watched clips from some of the episodes we're not covering. And I don't know, like I said, I... I a lot of the things that I remember being about good about the show, surprise, were good. Some of the things that I suspect they were going to be bad were were bad. Um, you know, Sarah Michelle Geller is even better than I remembered. Um, and by the time we got to the end, of the last episode, I, I feel like this is where I don't know. I feel like you and I disagree, but I was like, you know what? I I I missed the show all over again. Like I, I don't think I I knew what I expected or what I really felt when the finale first aired, I believe you and I watched it together. I think we were doing something. We taped it and then came back and watched it. And I remember kind of thinking that at the time, like, that's not real. Like (laughs) this God tier show that's come to mean so much to me, it's not really over. Um, And I feel like I've carried it around with me in some form since then. And um, rewatching these and then getting to the finale, I was like, Oh yeah, this show ended. Uh, It's over. And uh, it hit me all over again.
0: So, Hmm. All right. Uh, Well, yeah, for my statement, i will just say, you know, we made it. Seven long seasons. It's been a delight to revisit the show, even for the bad episodes. I'd say the middle section of season seven is a real slog, and Buffy and Giles and Kennedy in particular are all super unlikable. Then Faith and Caleb show up, and it feels like classic Buffy all over again. I think Faith just brings so much to the table as a foil for every character. She's got drama with everyone. And it makes her great TV, whether it's, you know, joking about taking Xander's virginity before Anya could, facing Buffy after the potentials mutiny or, you know, uneasily accepting Giles's guidance as a watcher. Like, she just brings so much to it. Um, The moments without the main cast, or I should say the moments with the main cast, uh, feel fewer and farther between, I think. But they're all the, the sweeter for it. And the show ends the only way it could with Sunnydale, a big smoking crater, the open road ahead. And a big smile on Buffy's face. She's still cookie dough, but I think a lot of us became cookies while watching the show. It's an all-time for me, and I don't think there will ever be another show quite like it.
1: So are you done baking? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yes. Okay. Well, let's start off with S7 E16 Storyteller. The Andrew episode. Mm, I have, Robinson. as usual, five moments. I'm so glad you
1: do. Uh, I have eight. Um, number eight. The fact that these words are uttered in conversation. Can't I have a cool, refreshing Zima? No Zima. Shut your face about the Zima and just talk. Uh, <laughs> I love that in joke because apparently Jane Espenson worked on that ad campaign. So I like to Stop. imagine. Her, I like to imagine her penning, "What's your zine?" Mm.
3: Uh,
1: seven uh cut to Andrew's idea of what being like gods looks like Uh, and it's just the three of them in togas frolicking in a golden field playing a lyre and singing, we are as gods and there's a bit of like golden there um let's see uh six uh back in Mexico Andrew and Jonathan wake up from a bad dream and Andrew's just like we're fugitives haunted by our past tormented by a message we don't understand and Jonathan says we're hunted men driven mad by forces beyond our understanding and Andrew says we're men of hidden power tortured from within by by a voice from out of nowhere I just like that uh yeah what's your number five
0: my number five. and andrew says it's time to do some introductions it's all very meta as he's uh kind of in the kitchen there with all the potentials and uh, various people and then amanda starts to talk and he says oh not you sweetheart (laughs)
1: also amanda entering my suspects list
0: really okay you got (laughs) to stop calling it suspects list that's very problematic
1: I know. I'm sorry. Um, number five is when Andrew's camera captures Willow and Kennedy making out on the couch. And he's like, hey, here's something I think you're going to be interested in, gentle viewers. And he zooms in on the window yeah. behind them. <laughs> he's like, look at the fine works Andrew did in that, place in that window sash. You can't even tell. It's new. It blends in so well. He's extraordinary. As they're just like hungrily making out. Like the like the cure for the coronavirus is in each other's mouth. <laughs>
0: Minor four is when uh, Anya comes into the bathroom where, Zandra, or not Zandra, Andrew's been filming himself, and she says, why can't you just masturbate like the rest of us? Uh, I love Anya.
1: Where's Anya living during all this, I wonder?
0: Where's she living?
1: Yeah, I guess she still has it, an apartment, right?
0: I don't know. She seems like she's over at the Scooby's place a fair amount.
1: Yeah. Just quietly rubbing one out. Mm-hmm.
0: Although I suspect Anya is not quite. Not quite, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Number four, Buffy starts one of the kitchen speeches to the potentials in the Scooby gang and Andrew just takes a documentary camera down the hallway and he's like, honestly, general viewers, these motivational speeches tend to be a bit long.
0: Yeah, that's my number three. Um, just a meta comment. I mean, this is a Jane Espenson episode. It kind of feels like she's maybe dragging the other writers a little bit. And yeah. <laughs> some of this stuff is they're kind of like making jokes about some of the kind of uh boring tropes that the show has developed this part of the season. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, My number three is in the basement and Spike, Spike's turn. And he tells off Andrew and he realizes he's being filmed. And then Andrew's like, okay, Spike, sorry. The light was kind of behind you. And he's like, oh, uh, sorry. Is this better as he kind of moves? And then he continues the same telling off word for word.
0: See, I, I think he knew he was being filmed the whole time.
1: Oh, yeah. That's, that's the joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like doing his like, because basically Spike is portrayed as like Wolverine in this mm-hmm. last season.
0: Yeah. More more. Yeah, number two, uh, the way Andrew starts off the interview with Anya and Xander, he just says, I understand exactly one year ago today you left Anya at the altar. Any comment on that? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, My number two is, uh, again, queen of sensible comments herself, Anya, why can't you just masturbate like the rest of us?
0: Uh, I think it, it it requires something of the actor Emma Caulfield to deliver that line with no hint of a wink or a smirk or anything like she's no. just completely straight-faced about it.
1: It's, that's going to be my reaction now to people freaking out about like, you know, why can't we go get haircuts or reopen bars?
0: Okay. Uh, my number one, uh, just kind of a combination of a few moments here. when Buffy has taken Sam, uh, Andrew down to the, uh, the seal there into the hell mouth. And she pulls out the knife, says your turn, Andrew. And she kind of, confronts Andrew about his storytelling and how he does it to absolve himself of guilt. And Andrew finally confesses and he realizes that this is what Jonathan would have felt. Uh, this, this terror of being killed.
1: There's such a great line in there when she's just like, I'm making it all up. So what kind of hero does that make me? And it's like, Oh shit. Nice. Um, my number one is uh, it's a combination of two moments. Um, when Xandarani had their heart to heart about where they stand now mean, we see that Andrew's like secretly filmed it and it's like playing it back, mouthing the words, almost in tears of the emotional content, including these these very telling lines when Xander says, I'm not going to find anyone out there like you, am I? And Anya says, doesn't seem likely.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's dive into this episode. s this 6E16, we've just had, in my opinion, maybe the worst episode of the season, like Get It Done, episode 15. That is the one where Kennedy bully Kennedy has like been put in charge of like, she's like the drill sergeant of the potentials. And she like, bullies one of the girls so hard that she kills herself. And then Buffy finds out and she's just like, what a weak idiot.
1: Yikes.
0: Hope the rest of you aren't weak like her. And Jesus, I don't know, man. I, I I'm trying to think of like at the time we watch this, I know when we watched the early seasons of the show, when they aired a lot of Xander's like casual, nice guy misogyny, it didn't really trip any any flags or anything, because that's just kind of like how society was at the time. But yeah. I feel like even then, in, in with this particular plot line, where the the, uh, the kind of bullying leading to killing yourself and then calling someone weak, it, at least in my memory, I think even at the time, it was kind of like, what the fuck?
1: Uh, I didn't remember that at all, and I would have been glad for you not to reminded me.
0: Mm, okay. Wow. wow. I mean, how many episodes did you watch? Just out of curiosity.
1: Um I watched Actually I watched this is the first one I watched of of from where we left off from uh Bring on the Night. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it cuz I was like I'm looking at it and I'm like other than they find out that Giles is like real and she has a vision with like the shadow men. I was like nothing happens in any of these episodes, right? And then I watched um a little bit of lies my parents told me and then I watched from um um uh dirty girls on
0: mm, okay well, as the Spencer Hastings of the podcast, I watched all eleven episodes of this half of the season, plus the faith episodes on angel
1: oh right on right on mm. where like uh she like takes the drug and he like drinks her blood to like get the thing
0: yeah she's in like i think three episodes uh where they they break her out of jail and she's hunting down angel and then she gets tricks Angel into biting her and then they're both like slowly dying and it's a lot of evil Cordy stuff going on there.
1: Is it an actual bringer in the prison? I remember like somebody attacking her in the prison yard with a knife.
0: Some, I don't think it's a bringer now, but they have okay. like the same kind of knife. Um, uh, okay. Connor's in those. You get to see a couple Oof. scenes of Faith just handing Connor his ass, which is always a delight. Right on. I think it's Orpheus is the one Orpheus. where they're like in
1: like a little vision. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I was always like, I don't know, because I mean,
1: I, from my understanding from my remember, like the the tensions between UPN and WB were still pretty pretty tense. So I imagine like this is the most passing reference to to Buffy, like having just like this knife, must have been a big deal. Which we'll talk about when we get towards the end of this episode. Oh, and there's and there, definitely their, like their James Marsters thing.
0: <laughs> there's scenes where like Angel picks when he's in jealous, he picks up the phone and calls. Uh, Because he hears there's a slayer in town. So he calls Don. He says, hi, Don. Is Buffy there? She is. And he hangs up. And he's like, oh, it must be the other one.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's why I mentioned that a couple Mm, weeks ago. Because that part's hilarious. Yeah. All right. So we start like in a masterpiece theater study in Storyteller of Andrew in a Smoking Jacket by a Roaring Fire. And he says, if you need more of it, you don't need less of it.
0: That is a really nice chair. I want that chair.
1: Ooh, are you looking at your chairs now and thinking, like, I can do better than you?
0: I mean, I, I've, I've needed a new armchair for quite a while, but it's it's just an ongoing process.
1: I like where this is going. to mm-hmm. go. It's like the it's honestly Buffy says it later in this the, the episodes we're going to talk about. By the next time I see you, it'll be like the same condo that you live in, but like every piece of furniture will <laughs> been
0: replaced. Well, it's a house, first of all. Um, but no, it's I I like, wanted I needed a new chair for like a year because the old one the you know, the leather's peeling off of it. But it's mm-hmm. just a long term project. I don't need anyway. It right this now.
1: is. This is what uh Andrew envisions every time he records his uh his podcast. There's right?
0: little like Star Wars posters on the wall yeah I mean this is I'm not gonna lie like this is like my ideal like withdrawing room. did you start the globe the uh yeah, yeah, the little like mini bar inside the globe thing mm-hmm.
1: yeah right yeah um so he narrates a tale of Buffy in the cemetery doing some slaying uh with the vampires.
0: I almost wanted there to be like uh bubbles in his pipe there that he has, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm kind of shocked there wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so I like in this flashback, though, everyone is doing like outrageous acrobatics.
0: <laughs> yeah. She, Buffy does like a full handstand on top of this like crypt thing.
1: Uh, So, of course, we see that the masterpiece leader studies in his mind. He's actually narrating this tale to a camera as he sits on the toilet in the Summer's Home's one bathroom. Um, That's not acceptable. The, there's a knock on the door and it's Anya. I wonder why he's been in the bathroom for 30 minutes.
0: There's like thirty girls in that house was, by now. Yeah, yeah. 30, 30 plus people.
1: This is a heinous crime for you to spend this much time. I mean, in there the would be
0: essentially a revolving door in that bathroom. There, oh, there'd yeah. be a line all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, people would be doubling up. You'd be have one person like pooping in the toilet, one person mm-hmm. like pooping in the tub. Sure. Although I guess this means that Ani's like slapping skin somewhere else because she wouldn't take up the bathroom. She knows that's cruel. Keep going. I mean, right? I mean she's what, like in the backyard?
0: Well she does she gotta go back to her own place, I guess.
1: <laughs> I only go home to masturbate.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> There's a t-shirt. Uh so this is when she says, why can't you just masturbate like the rest of us? And I've said. Um also Buffy's house has a nice little magazine holder
0: right by the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a doctor's office.
1: Yeah. But while you're dropping the kids off at the pool, yeah, yeah. Um so after the credits, we're back in the flashback with Buffy in the cemetery, having um recovered from from where we left her and having just dusted a, a vampire. And so Andrew was there having filmed the whole thing. And he's wondering why vampires can show up on film. I know?
0: love I love video or video why why they show up on video, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um there's a crazy crane shot here, like pulling up big and wide as Buffy argues with Andrew in the cemetery. I feel like they were just like, We've got the crane. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. No reason for this crane, but whatever. Um so outside the bathroom now, Anya pulls them out of the bathroom where we see, like, three girls were waiting to use it. Like,
0: Also, oh, like girl, this girl's in there for, like, 30 seconds. What is she doing in there?
1: Because she had to go. The other girls look, look like they're about to do, like, their morning routine. Like, they've got mm. their little bags. Yeah. Uh, but that one girl was, just like, she's, like, doing the pee-pee dance and everything. Um, so, you know, just a reminder. This is a true story. A shit ton of strangers picked to live in a house, work together. Had their stupid lives taped and find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real in the bathroom. Um, And Oni's like, why are you videotaping yourself anyway? It sounds like kinky business to me.
0: I mean, in general, if you're bringing a video camera into your bathroom with you, what are you doing? (laughs)
1: Like, one of the jokes that no one ever talks about from the office dinner party episode is when they do the tour and they go into the bedroom and there's just the camcorder set up by the bed. Like, babe, you were supposed to clean up in here before people showed up.
0: I like how Andrew kind of like tries to get Anya on his good side by offering to uh, interview her for it to give it some uh, editorial balance and and glamour. And she's like, oh, well, balance is important. Yeah, I could absolutely Um, bring that.
1: Well, that's kind of like the joke with everyone but Buffy. I think it's swayed because like, oh, but I was going to interview you, too. Oh, okay, Yeah, that's cool. Um so Andrew's whole thing is that he really thinks that the the slayer story needs to be told here. Um He's got the whole thing just,
0: with his like whiteboard where he's explaining the hell mouth.
1: Well, and it's just like from what we understand from Buffy, this apocalypse is gonna be pretty apocalyptic. So this seems kind of kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so in the basement with the whiteboard, you know, not not as good as the less is more approach that Giles took. Gil those
0: come back in another episode. Oh, did they? Uh, I think Possible, it's the one where Cho An shows up. I think, um, okay. yeah. But you see more. He's like made like little flashcards to try to explain through pictures uh, because uh, Cho An doesn't speak English, and it's just like mm-hmm. horrible, like pieces of Slayer bodies all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh my god, why did you show these to her?
1: Yeah. So there's a driver's board like visual, aid, like the talking about the Hellmouth under the school, the Uber vamp coming out, the whole recap thing. Which again, I have mentioned before in, in podcasts we've done. It reminds me of the scenes of the original Roswell. Like by the end of season two, they would just start the episodes of just like the characters like standing in front of a classroom, just like talking to the viewer. I just want to know who's like, controlling it's the camera. complex, yeah. It's probably on a on a stand. Here. No, it's like, it's like
0: zooming in and out and stuff. Oh,
1: I bet it's I bet it's Sander. Honestly,
0: yeah. What else would he be doing?
1: Um, well, like they have a weird, I don't know, like a slight rapport developing.
0: Yeah, they've they've got a little something. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: yeah. So, it's like, morning at the summer's house. I think he's talking about all the ladies. And oh yes, are you too, Xander?
1: The man at the heart of it. Whatever mm-hmm. this is. Um, I mean, honestly, a lot of the stuff of Andrew. Here's my question: Couldn't this have just been Xander?
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, I guess it's it's a little more nerdy, I guess, than Xander would typically be. Because um, one well, of my a little extra, I guess you would say,
1: because one of my things about Xander is we see him in season four where he doesn't know anything about like technology, especially uh, he doesn't seem to do anything, especially, um, I don't know, with his hands. And then it's like the next season, it's like he's a formative construction site. And it's like, I mean, it, it would have taken a, a
0: little, little bit. bit of work to get Xander to this point, but you probably didn't need the Andrew character for this. But I guess they liked him.
1: Regress after the faux wedding debacle. Um, yeah. So Jonathan does like this like fantasy introduction of our main characters, like this like filter and like wind machine where Buffy's pouring cereal in a bowl. Like it seems like it's way too much cereal as she's like (laughs) winking at the camera.
0: The wind machine's blowing, and then Spike just walks in shirtless. I love it.
1: He's like full Fabio. Um, mm-hmm. Anya comes in just eating a bunch of crepes. <laughs> and like winking
0: at the camera. Yeah.
1: Anya, a feisty waif of a fiery temper and a vulnerable heart that she hides even from herself. Um, they pan over some other chick who's just eating cereal in the wind machine. He's like, this lovely girl. I'm sorry. I don't remember her name.
0: And I don't know who this is because I don't think she's in one of the potentials we see in the rest of the episode.
1: Yeah. So the fantasy sequence part kind of ends. Mm. And, you know, Andrew films as the game discusses like whether or not uh andrew should be allowed to continue this filming endeavor um everyone seems fine except for buffy who then starts one of her speeches that she's had a vision of what's to come and it's bad and this is when andrew's just like honestly gentle viewers these motivational speeches tend to be a bit long so he like goes into the dining room talks about himself like that he's a man of a burden a man of a dark past
0: well this was the, the previous episode buffy had this vision when she does her little like um goes through the portal to like talk to the people who made the first lair and they give her a vision and she sees all the uh the uber vamps that are waiting below the hellmouth like the, the massive army of them it which is pretty bad cgi but you know what do you gonna do
1: which and i think we find out later that like the somehow the druids preceded the shadow men i don't know yeah. um so we get a fantasy flashback to the troika where like andrew's in a suit while jonathan and warren are like hovering around him with goggles and They've got a plan for some chemical thing to make Buffy magnetic, so belt buckles in and nice. In my
0: plan, secure. we are beltless.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So like, Warren is going off, and how handsome and smart Andrew is in this flashback. So then we we cut back to when Andrew finishes, and he's like, eh, "Warren was cool. And wasn't Jonathan just the cutest?"
0: There is just a ton of career coding of Andrew in this episode. Yeah, which um, I and then they like kind of like walk it all back in Angel. So I don't know. Do without what you will. It's it's a and, little, not quite laughing with, it's a little laughing at, I feel like.
1: And in a really weird way, mm-hmm. too, because it's just like, he goes on a date with two women and, and he's just like, you know, things aren't always what they seem, guys. Like, it's like.
0: Well, after doing the jokes where, you know, like his constant, you know, cr- man crush on Warren or like when it's like, oh, look at these two chicks or these two people making out, I'm going to like pan to the window instead, you know, like, yeah. I don't know.
1: It's like, yeah, it's like, you kind of led us
0: mm-hmm. to
1: this thing of water, and then you're upset when people drink your problematic water. Um. So Andrew pans back to Buffy, who's still speechifying, and he's just like, "Oof, rough.
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> exactly, Jane Espenson, rough.
1: So we see Willow watching this and also mentally checked out, and he's narrates, like, even Willow looks bored, and she usually can take a lot of this stuff.
0: And then, like, Kennedy comes over, and... he's like, oh, this is important. They've been kind of a bad place. Things are looking up. Uh,
1: Kennedy is the worst. Um,
0: Kennedy, you know, I I really tried to give Kennedy a fair shake this go round. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe I just didn't like her at the time. I'm going to try to watch her with fresh eyes now. And I thought she was okay for a few episodes. But in this half of the season, it really is just like, dude, just slow your fucking roll, man. Yeah, yeah. She comes Uh on so hard to Willow. It's kind of cringy.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, we're still not sure about her age.
0: Um, you can assume she's like 20 or something, I don't know.
1: Let's hope. So, Andrew sits at the dining room table and he's just like, I also had a once had an encounter with the one we call Dark Willow. So we get this like flashback, this like fake flashback to season 6 they're, of Magic Box. They're
0: using all the footage of Dark Willow from the Magic Box but then just like cutting in like different stuff on Andrew's side. Yeah. And so it's like like it's all the same footage on Willow's side. It's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, so like Dark Willow's about to blast Jonathan and Andrew, and he, like, Jonathan ducks behind Andrew like, to flex the power. He keeps calling Dark Willow little one. Mm-hmm. So and he's just like blocking it with his hand. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then it's just like cutting back to Willow saying the lines, which obviously is in response to something else.
1: Yeah. So back in the now, Buffy stopped talking, which usually means she has to go to work. So he goes to interview the other potentials about what they had for breakfast. Um, my God, what is the food budget in this house now? Because you're feeding all these fucking people.
0: Yeah, then we have Buffy at school. She's got to break up a fight. She sees a girl starting to disappear, like back in like the season one episode. So she has to come over there and like stop that from happening. And there's this guy talking about how he's so stressed, he's going to explode. Like there's just a lot of shit going on, clearly all caused by like the hell mouth.
1: Also, a girl comes out of the bathroom saying, The mirror said I was fat. It said it. <laughs> Oh, how does your how's your thing look when Buffy slaps the girl? Is it clearly like like in the Hulu version she her hand clearly makes no contact whatsoever.
0: Uh, let me see because I know I was watching um, the you... the episode where Willow kisses Kennedy for the first time and then she turns into Warren. Uh-huh. And like so at the end of the episode there it does a whole thing where it's kind of panning around and it's like, oh, it's a different person, but like it they're so obvious of a cut there where it's just like they just do a match cut to like, mm-hmm. oh, now it's Willow. Like, it was really sloppy looking. Um, yeah, she definitely just, oh, well, I mean, she's supposed to be invisible, I guess, so fine.
1: I, yeah, because she, she's like fading out like Marty McFly mm-hmm. in the photograph. But like, also, you just reminded me, I really didn't think I would see Adam Bush as much as we had. He was in a fair amount died. of this season, yeah. My God, he's like, every other week, they've got some kind of Adam Bush thing. Um... So she sees another another nerd telling his friend that like all the pressure he's under, he feel like it might he might explode and so Buffy runs over and tells him to relax and have one of his friends give him a foot rub. They are a little laissez faire about this kid later.
0: He f- it completely <laughs> explodes in the hallway with blood out, like guts everywhere and there's like, like,
1: a, like
0: <sighs> wah, a wah, wah.
1: like a fucking chunky meat firecracker. Yeah. Maybe. Um ugh. Which means parts of him emit it in somebody's mouth. Uh, yeah, so that before that, though, Buffy comes in telling Principal Wood that something's happening. He's got a cut in his forehead because apparently when he got out of his car this morning, someone started throwing rocks at him, which I found hilarious. I don't know why. By hey, Principal!
0: This, by this point, she knows that uh, Principal Wood is the son of the Slayer uh, who Spike killed. I think I don't yeah, know yeah. if she's put that together yet that Spike was the one or not. It's, it's unclear whether or not she knew that.
1: Um, well, he. I mean, he's told her.
0: Well, she he, she knows that his mother was a slayer who died. It's okay. unclear whether she knows Spike was the one who did it.
1: So he, she may not know that his mother was Nikki Wood. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Buffy says that there's a, this this thing that happens sometimes over the Hellmouth where something that feels a certain way becomes that way, like body shaming mirrors. Um, there's a great the like
0: just like cut when they, they mention the Hellmouth and it just cuts back to Andrew on video like tapping on his drawing to the Hellmouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty funny cut.
1: Um, yeah, Buffy says that she's seen all these things happen before, just not all at once. So he's like, "So what?" It's like all like hell's all up, busting out all over, and she's like, "Exactly." Um, this is when he's tapping the thing.
0: And the kid explodes, so, and Buffy says, "He really should have had that foot rub."
1: Yeah, yeah. I just they're so cool about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a weird cut to commercial. So after commercial, Andrew's interviewing Dawn at the dining room table. Did you and pick up like,
0: on like some weird energy between Andrew and Don this past season? Um,
1: no, because I like I said I, I I parachuted from Bring on the Night to okay. this episode, but like, uh, Don's broadcasting something a little bit here. Uh, I, that, that's
0: that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm I'm picking up some energy from Don.
1: But yeah, I mean, I don't think the energy is necessarily directed at him, but like he's like, Don is an American a typical American teenager, bubbly and sweet with a hunger for fun, and a smile that lights up in the room and she blushes and waves. And she's like, Hello. And he's like, Don used to be a key, and he like zooms in on some keys on the table, and he's like, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then we have the joke about uh, it's Willow and Kennedy are making it on the couch and he just like pans right past them to zoom in on the window and yeah. the uh, the carpentry work that Sanderson.
1: Uh, so at the high school, Buffy and Wood are like looking at like blueprints for the school. And she's saying that again, that she's seen all this before while all this once must be the seal. So in the living room, this is when Andrew's about to interview Xander and Anya. They're on the couch. He sets up the camcorder across from them. And uh, he's he's like, so I understand exactly one year ago today you left Anya at the altar. Any comment on that? And he's just like, whoa, what the hell?
0: (laughs) Xander says, I've apologized enough. And it's like, have you?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, this is pretty fun though, because. You know, Ender's just like, I just think people will be interested. is like, I know I am.
0: But you think it was something that called for an apology.
1: <laughs> well, yes. Uh so, so you think so it was Andrew's, the right thing to do. And is like, Of course he doesn't think it was the right thing to do. And Xander's like, it was the right thing to do. And is like, What? <laughs> uh, um, so in that room under the high school, Buffy and Wood are looking at the seal, and Buffy's like, I thought we just like recovered this thing
0: because it wants to
1: be in uncovered. first date,
0: I think. Yeah, they did that.
1: Yeah. So she says, you know, I had this vision the other day. I had those sometimes, like an army of Uber vamps under there. Um Robin studies things closely. Like Willows done a, a search for it on the symbols database, but everything everyone likes a good goat's tongue, including rock bands, covens, and Greek cookbooks. W- Wood I mean, like been, gets
0: like uh possessed while he's staying on top of it and starts like talking in a low voice until she like kind of pulls him away.
1: He's got like evil dead eyes too. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. but like it's it's kind of it's kind of cool because like you don't know. He's possessed, and he's just like, and you trust her? And she's like, yes, why wouldn't I trust her? And he's like, I don't know why any of you should trust each other. You've all been evil at some point, right?
0: (laughs) And then a pig uh, walks by. That's a joke from the episode where the first is Warren is trying to get Andrew to kill a pig to spill pig's blood on the seal.
1: That'll do, pig. Um, Yeah, so they realize they got to shut the seal down before it turns everyone cray cray crayola we got the, the
0: spike scene where it seems at first as though spike is annoyed to be being filmed, but then it turns out like he's just acting for the camera pretty much for yeah. Andrew. <laughs> he's smoking indoors. <laughs> Goes back to hit his mark again. Yeah. All fun. I mean, you can uh, tell they're having a lot of fun making this episode.
1: Yeah. I mean, my God, you, you needed a respite after
0: speech after speech mm-hmm.
1: and apparently Kennedy goading a girl into ending her life. Um, so it's when is that like she all
0: seriously calls that girl a maggot. Thanks, She's man. like, "Give me twenty, maggot."
1: So in the the previously ons, I was kind of laughing at the thing where they're all like doing like like uh, tai chi, hayas, mm-hmm. in, the, in the backyard, and like like uh, Kennedy's like drill sergeanting them because I was just like, "Why? <laughs> Why is she?" Because it just I mean, like, it brings the most they, attitude to
0: it. I think that's been established that Kennedy had a watcher. Okay. Like previously she had, she'd been located by the council and had a watcher. So she's more like up on stuff than say like Buffy would have been. Cause Buffy didn't have a watcher before she got chosen.
1: I find it hilarious though, because my understanding and I don't know where like the movie meets like those season two flashbacks is that like Buffy was the slayer. And then she had a watcher, like a watcher came and approached her and you know, it was weird because this old guy is like saying you're the chosen one. It seems odd when it's, like, just, like, some stodgy old British guy going to, like, a potential and being, like, you might be special. <laughs> yeah,
0: how do they explain and
1: that? And once you turn, like, 18 and you're not, I'm just going to drop you mm-hmm. <laughs> like a bad habit. Um, Yeah, so this is... this. I think the... Kendra
0: as well. I think Kendra mentioned having a watcher like, before she was chosen.
1: Oh, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, at least Kendra was an actual slayer. Mm-hmm um you know and man I just couldn't see Kendra like fitting into this group she wouldn't deal with any of this shit you mean as a uh,
0: slayer or as potential
1: as a slayer like just like if Kendra was somehow like in season 7 I just can't imagine her putting up with this nonsense like Kennedy and all the others um so this one like audience and are like having like continuation of their conversation like like, kind of like DTRing like
0: where they are now do you still uh, love me yeah that kind of stuff
1: um yeah, like she has a great bit about, you know, we can go in this merry-go-round of rotating knives. I blame you, you blame me. We both end up cut to shreds. And, and then so they realize. Cut to the, that,
0: uh, Andrew watching it later, mouthing the words back.
1: And like in tears, and then like rewinding and like watching it again. Um, this is interrupted by Buffy and Wood storming in. They've been like holding back a war all day at school. And Andrew's like, Ooh, that would look good on film. Um, and so she wants Andrew's help. And he's like, Well, right now I'm all about recording. <laughs>
0: And they're just like, nope, the seal's your baby. You got to get in there before it tears everyone apart.
1: Yeah, down by the seal, like, five students come in. They're all, like, zombie-like, and they start, like, over the, meditating over the seal, which starts to glow. So
0: we'll um, find out that they get turned into bringers. Does that mean that the bringers are just humans that they're murdering?
1: Yeah, the bringers are humans. Yeah. They seemingly might be, like, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if they're, like, imbued with some power. Oh, it like seems a little stronger.
0: Buffy normally doesn't kill humans, but... She's killing these yeah. dudes for sure.
1: Well, as Sandra would tell us, everything's got eyes.
0: Yeah. for the bringers. And then uh, cut to uh, somewhere in Mexico, two thousand two. This like just random shack in the middle of nowhere. I have no idea how Jonathan and Andrew even found this place. Um, but they're sleeping together in like a rickety little bed, and
1: it's they're a like flashback.
0: sweating. Yeah, it's a flashback. Um, it's they've been having because of the title card.
1: Yeah, they've been having dreams like flashes of harbingers hunting slayers, like including the Run Little Run girl. Did you see o. the uh,
0: the Cheese Man is in the montage here? Oh, is he? That's... Yeah, <laughs> he sure
1: is. I love the Cheese Man. This uh, so is they wake up from the horrified by their dreams, and we had we heard them talk about this at the start of conversations with dead people. Um, it eats
0: you starting from your bottom. Yeah,
1: yeah, because apparently the <laughs> it's though it's they mishear one of the words. Mm-hmm. And so it actually is a, a translation issue where it could be. Oh, no, I think that's, the, you that's the joke
0: is from beneath yeah. you. It devours could be translated to it eats you starting with your bottom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so in the summer's living room uh, now, Andrew's in the chair and we like standing over him, like holding like a glowing rock. And Kennedy, I noticed I just realized that my my notes app has auto corrected Kennedy to Kenny every single time. Hmm. Okay. It's weird. Um. Yeah, so Kennedy's there with Buffy uh Wood. You're going to find
0: Kennedy attached to Willow's hip for pretty much the rest of the show here. Yeah. And like always willing to jump in and speak for Willow. It's a little yeah. annoying after a while.
1: Yeah. Like really playing up. Like Willow has kind of, kind of becomes um Terra.
0: Yeah, practically, yeah.
1: It's like she's like looking at Kennedy, like, "Is it okay that I make this joke, or might I have a little bit of confidence?" Mm-hmm. And then like Kennedy's like, "I'm a brat." <laughs> um. So they want answers from him, and he cannot have a cool, refreshing Zima, uh, which is just like malt liquor, right?
0: Uh, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I I've only had a few Zimas in my day, but I found them refreshing. I could go okay. for a Zima right now. Oh, nice! If If I were drinking.
1: Um, yeah, we should be zooming it up. Um, so he's like trying to stay detached, not face of the pain. It's like a
0: smearing off ice, basically.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. I mean, then it was really ahead of its time because that shit's all over the place now.
0: Yeah, seriously. Um,
1: so they keep telling him to shut up and remember and look at the fucking idol slash charm slash growing rock. Uh, Buffy threatens he... to
0: smash his camera over his head.
1: Yeah. So he goes back into the flashback of the dingy shack in Mexico as Jonathan rushes off to the bathroom. Jonathan's a shy peer, apparently.
0: He has a shy bladder. Yeah. What um, is his line? I'm trying to find it here, where he says something like, How you doing in there? And he says, I'm doing fine, shut up, or something like that.
1: Suddenly Warren is there, like the first is Warren has like tasked Andrew with like getting a certain knife so he can stab Jonathan.
0: Yeah, here here's the line. He says, Jonathan, you okay in there? And Jonathan says, Don't talk to me, I'm fine.
1: Um, which is telling of the bathroom situation that seemingly there is no door.
0: I guess so, yeah.
1: Like, or it, quite frankly, could be a bucket. Um, I just remembered that's a, that's a threat that uh, Wesley makes when he has the girl in his closet. I'll take
0: away your bucket, yeah, I'll Lila. Take your bucket. We like had Lila like a or, he had like a romance with her at some point on that show he, cause had, cause like, he was like sad dirty, when she died. He
1: had like a dirty like like uh like like on the DL sex situation. Well, in, in
0: the first faith episode in season four, it's like they find her body cause she, Cordy killed her and they don't know that, but they think angel and jealous did. And so he's like, Oh, I'll, I'll like destroy her. So she doesn't become a vampire. And so it's like, he keeps on having these like conversations with like her ghost until yeah, yeah. he finally just cuts her head off. It's all pretty dark.
1: That's also not the end of Lila. Mm-hmm. She shows up later in that finale uh, with like uh, her head reattached, but like the, gross little, you know, severed I liked Lila. line. I like Lila. Yeah, I like Lila a lot. And she's the one who, like, brings them to Wolfram and Hart. Uh Anyway, so Andrew hesitates over the idea of stabbing Jonathan the first, tells him it's all part of the plan. Uh, they got a big-ass reward. We'll live as gods, so we get the, uh, we live, we are as gods!
0: This is the kind of humor on Buffy that's just a little too much for me.
1: And they go back to it twice.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they love it, for sure. They even put in the credits instead of erg-arg, They have them saying we live as we'll live as gods.
1: Yeah. So but Willow actually wants a knife expecting There's something there. He reveals that it's in the cutlery drawer because they didn't have any steak knives here. Um, And Willow's like, you put your old murder weapon in of our utensils. Andrew's like, I washed it.
0: Kennedy's just like closer than everyone else, like in his face, like she's about to do something at any moment. Settle down, Kennedy.
1: Kennedy knows no boundaries whatsoever. Kennedy, it's whatsoever. The
0: the name of the show is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's not Kennedy the Vampire Slayer. I fucking
1: I fucking cheered in the finale when Buffy throws some serious shade at her. Yeah. Um. So Willow thinks about something the first told Andrew about, like driving the words deep into him. She thinks there might be something on the knife. So, Kennedy brings back the knife, and Andrew recognizes the fucking demon language or even a pro. Well, this is um,
0: his specialty is like demonology stuff. So, sure.
1: Whatever. Um, They suspect a connection to the language on the knife and the seal. So, they take Andrew down there along with like Buffy, uh, Spike, and Wood. I don't think Willow's that right. No. No.
0: Oh, speaking of uh, being an expert on languages and whatnot, like, I don't know if it was in the stuff you saw, but like, Don basically becomes like a research expert. Like, about halfway through the season, they just decide that, like, she's going to be really good at that kind of stuff. So she's, yeah, like, doing, like, translations and stuff.
1: Well, I mean, what else do you gonna have Dawn do? Yeah, really. Especially when she finds out about uh, uh, Kennedy's tongue.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, <laughs> I just got that.
1: So at the school, they see it like it's a war zone. It's like a... It's like uh, across between like a community special episode and how the Republicans always describe liberal cities with like trash can fires.
0: Where did the, where did like the oil cans, like the burning oil drones, where did they come from? Why are they in the middle of the school?
1: It's it's like the same oil can from like the, I touched the fire yeah. and it frees. Yeah, it's like
0: um, graffiti on the walls, die, die cheerleaders, cheerleaders, marching, marching band, band rules.
1: rules. The lockers are trash. There's like students everywhere like going crazy like, Outlander! <laughs> Um Spike's just like nice way to run a school. <laughs> like
0: yeah, the there there's lots of weird tension between Wood and Spike. Or at least but, but like from coming from Wood mostly. Where Spike's yeah. just kinda like, What is this guy's dealing? He's like up my ass, you know?
3: Yeah, because
1: he's just like, There's gotta be kids injured here, and Robin Wood's like, yeah, easy picking for the likes of you, huh? And spike spike's like, Hey guy, climb out of my ass. Huh? <laughs> could, could you could
0: you just <laughs> climb out of my
1: ass, Skyler? Yeah. <laughs> um so even even andrew is just like check out spike on the principal something going on there sexual attention you could cut with a knife um so some of the students attack and like one carries smg away which is funny to me um, he's got like
0: a hockey stick
1: yeah so wouldn't spike like fight off a few students like spike makes a comment about how like the students are stronger now i guess he has the chip out now yes okay
0: was it graham no no it was a bunch of nobodies oh bummer they, they're just like career. like agent finn told us to extend you every courtesy or whatever agent
1: yeah. finn
0: give me a break they might have even given him a rank i can't remember
1: give me a fucking break that dude's like 22 whatever yeah. okay i mean like the guy who's like plays Graham. like so he just like stared at the phone that weekend waiting for a call that never came mm-hmm. poor guy so uh Buffy stations Spike and Robin Wood at the door to protect the exit, and Buffy takes Andrew with her, and they go downstairs. And he's narrating, and she grabs a camera and turns it off. Um, I guess I don't love this episode, which is why I feel like I'm rushing through it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, she calls him a murderer. He doesn't like that word.
0: I mean, I do think it's kind of following up on the general kind of uh, dismantling of like the nice guy nerd tropes that they were, they've been doing in the previous season. And kind yeah, of like yeah. you know, like toxic masculinity, toxic nerd masculinity. Before we even like kind of had the language for that, like I think mm-hmm. it's it's now it's kind of getting at this idea of like like people who are constantly spinning their own narratives to absolve themselves, and it's like if I just put it in a story, it's like it's not my fault, type of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah so yeah. I really like. I think it's really effective the way that they break that down and kind of force him to co- kind of confess and take responsibility.
1: Little. Big bang misogyny, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it also kind of reminds me of, like, I always liked the Darren Morgan episodes on the X Files, but they were always so weird because they were so goofy. You know, falling on the heels of like Fluke Man mm-hmm. and, and like the weird, like, satanic cult in a high school episodes. Um, so well, because you like, have
0: you have like these flashbacks that that Andrew's giving to like when he killed Jonathan and like first the first time it's like andrew doesn't want to do it no oh, no they got in a fight and like this basically jonathan just like fell on the knife you know and then like mm. buffy's just like calls bullshit on it and like suggests that like maybe like the first made him do it and so then like in the next version he's like possessed instead you know like yeah. it wasn't his fault because of that
1: when she's flat out says you just completely change your story
0: yeah you just change the story when i you know provide you with new information basically
1: yeah so they get to the door, they hear the students chanting, they go in, they see these kids are like fucked up their eyes, like they're harbingers, and uh, they look over in Buffy and Andrew's direction. So after commercial, we're in the basement of Buffy's house. Xander and Ani have just the fucked up the fuck basement. Bed. Yeah. All the yeah. action
0: happens down here.
1: The best part, they lit exactly four candles.
0: Uh huh. They gotta light a few. Do you? Yeah.
1: You're like, sorry. I know you gotta gotta get it going and like I got the juices flowing, but like we got no candles.
0: We yeah, just gotta get a couple candles going. There is a, a funny get, bit fucking about in one of the later episodes where I think it's Anya is like giving a a lesson to the potentials and she mentions having sex on that bed and like the four girls just kind of like scoot forward off the bed.
1: Yeah. Um as Arya would say, Do you mind? That's kind of a sacred space. Mm-hmm. Um Xander's like, it's too bad that Buffy took Spike's chains down. Those chains are back later, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: Like, right? I mean, Did I miss something? Did the chains go back up for a reason that I missed?
0: I don't think so, no. I think it was okay. just for a joke.
1: Um, and Xander actually says, hmm, I feel good. And she says, well, yeah, I'm a spitfire in the bedroom. That's spitfire. Uh, so, which, yeah, he, he always knew they'd do it again. And she's like, one more time anyway. And they wonder if it's like the last time or not. And I actually almost screamed at the TV when Xander says, like, this feels like a last time kind of thing. I was like, really, Xander? You got nothing else going on in your life, buddy. Except for some, frankly, haunting wet dreams. Yeah. Teenage girls. I I
0: can only assume that Xander's, like, trying not to push too hard or something. Because, seriously, you have nothing else going on, dude. Like, maybe he's just not trying to, like, go too fast with Anya again or something.
1: Yeah. Um, at the school. Although like, at the, I, I
0: should say, in chosen, he finds out that Anya died, and he's just like, "Huh, that's my girl." Yeah,
1: he says, "Like, I guess they off screen were like, official again." I don't know, or he was just possessive.
0: Well, I mean, they they, they do have sex again for sure in uh, one of the later episodes. Thank
1: God. Um, uh, what else are you gonna do? um So at the school, Spike finds one of the the kids' weapons, which is just a board with some nails in it. Yes,
0: Wood starts like wailing on a kid with this, just like with the board turned the other way. I feel like these are still students, dude. Like I don't know. That was one of the weird things about watching the season, where like Buffy's like an like an adult at her high school now, and yeah. it's kind of like, hey, these are all children. I don't know if you should be just be beating them up.
1: So my question for like that I have written down for the finale is: is the metaphor like like you're never done? Fighting the battles you had to fight in high school,
0: sure. Like for your for good. your
1: identity and your persona, like you're always going to have to go back and mm-hmm. fight for who you want to be or who you. I, I was like, because I, I kept thinking, like, why are we back at the high school for the
0: finale? I mean, mostly just for the show, I think. um yeah at, yeah. at one point in this fight, Wood like sees a stake on the ground and he picks it up and like spikes turn the other way and Woods just like about to stake him, but then he like gets tackled by another kid.
1: Yeah, in your fucking face. Um. So in the basement, Buffy's, like, fighting off with, like, those bringer students. Andrew grabs the camera, starts, like, filming and narrating. And then, like, some of them crawl away. And Buffy says, it's your turn, Andrew. And we see the seal is, like, glowing. And
0: she pulls the knife out, yeah. Yeah,
1: so he assumes that she wants him to stand on the seal and hold the knife and say some words. Maybe it'll turn off. And she's just like, that doesn't really make any sense. Um, and it's like, she's like, will do some research? You know, um, Which lol, so that the blood on the person of the person who opened it will close it again. So she starts telling like some story, and he starts telling some story. She loses it, yells at him, tells him stop telling stories. No one's to blame except for him, because or he claims that that no one will be to blame because they're all following some script.
0: And she's like, life isn't a story. He's apologizing, and yeah, she's really kind of you know bad copying him here, pretty much, kind of scaring him straight by making him think that she's about to like slit his throat to uh, close the seal
1: yeah um you know and, and it kind of calling in like the general philosophy of like the buffy verse too she's so like oh so if i kill you and that stops the seal and saves the world does that redeem you and he's just like no because i killed my friend which is like kind of where they got i think eventually of angel that there really isn't going to be like redemption for angel because he still did all the things well,
0: it's, he did it's every day he's redeemed himself basically it's a it's, yeah it's an ongoing process but yeah, andrew's like i trusted him i lost my friend he says, You didn't lose your him, you murdered him.
1: Yeah, um, and so it's like tears start to fall from his chin onto the seal, it stops glowing, and she lets him go. And she's like, So the,
0: the tears are the thing that, that like closes the seal pretty much.
1: She says, It didn't want blood, it wanted tears, mm-hmm. <laughs> it wanted come. Um, he says, Thanks, and she apologizes. I was about to do like a taxi driver joke there, that's why I yelled, out It wants to come. I'm sorry. Some nights they clean tears off the uh, yeah, just dig,
0: cells. dig, dig deeper. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Caleb. Just, uh, let, Caleb let gets let her back cover. on that later on when he wonders. So.
1: Get my shovel out and cover mm-hmm. this uh, seal up real quick. Yeah. Um, so he says thanks and apologizes for she apologizes for putting through that. You know, she wasn't really gonna stab him, and he's like, "What if the tears didn't work?" And she's just like, huh, and "Like, walks off."
0: And uh, then everyone upstairs, all the teenagers who were fighting are suddenly like, oh hey, what's going on? You know, they're kind of snapped out of it. And I I found Spike, I'm like, hey Wood, why are you holding a stake in your hand? Are you about to stake one of these kids? Hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh well, so so they stop and Robin Wood's like, She got it done. And Spike's like, always has. And he said Robin Wood says, So far. And this is when Spike should have been like, Bro, what is your thing?
0: Yeah i'm sorry like, did i like on kill your day. mother or something oh i did yikes my bad
1: uh you know let's let's talk it out maybe next week
0: um so we get one final uh kind of video confessional from andrew here as he's talking about how he killed his best friend and there's a big fight coming doesn't know what's going to happen and he kind of just like stops halfway through and then like turn sighs and then just turns the video off which is a nice ending yeah. I don't know I enjoyed that episode it's not like an amazing episode or anything but I feel like it, at the very least it's poking fun of some of the more annoying things that are happening this season
1: yeah yeah I part of me just was thinking man it's been really not great up to this point
0: now we get this like you didn't even have to watch the really bad episodes man it's true I mean it,
1: it's not like you had to either <laughs> I'm, I'm a completionist um uh, I mean, no one's really, like, signing your time card on that one, you mm-hmm. know? Um,
0: hey, you know, yeah, I, 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 that's just my work ethic, I would say.
1: Mm. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, episode 18. This is not even a Sweeps episode. It's from April. Written by Drew Goddard. Directed by Marco Gershom. Dirty Girls.
0: Oh, yeah. I have, I have eight. five for this episode.
1: I have eight. Uh, number eight, Xander's speech about Buffy um it's nice to hear someone else making a speech and it's a, it's a pretty nice one um which makes it all that much more tragic uh then number seven the introduction of caleb nathan fillion and i would argue his finest role beyond two guys a girl in a pizza place uh um and so he's picked up shannon the potential realizing like who he is and who he works for and she's like your boys and he's like well they ain't exactly my blue-eyed boys but they're hard workers and they don't chuckle satan that was just me having a little bit of fun satan is a little man um, six after Faith has returned to Buffy's house and gotten a taste of the current status quo of group dynamics because now at this point like Buffy's not cool with Giles because he was part of a plan to
0: help Giles to kill sucks Spike this season.
1: yeah um, so Spike is just like not all the tension is about you Giles is part of the plan to kill me for Buffy's own good and Faith's like well that makes me feel a little bit better about me worse about Giles kind of shaky about you <laughs> <laughs> what's your five?
0: My number five is, uh, it's a minor moment, but it's Andrew whining for Xander to step in and correct Amanda about the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. <laughs> because Amanda yeah, okay. says something like, well, Matthew Broderick could like stop Godzilla or something, and Andrew just goes, Xander. And so Xander is like, okay, first of all, that was, it wasn't was Godzilla, you know, and he like goes in this whole thing.
1: Mm. My number five is, uh, when Caleb has the first of several chats with the first is Buffy, I just really like when she steps out of the shadows and says, do you think I'm God? She is incredibly sexy in this scene, too.
0: Her, like, weird, like, role play that she's doing with Caleb is something else, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> like, is this his...
0: I mean, Caleb... This is one of those, like, how is Joss Whedon so good at writing these characters yeah. type of moments, you know, because, yeah, they really uh, tap into a vein of patriarchal misogyny uh, mixed with religion that is truly impressive.
1: I have a lot of questions about Caleb, but yeah, yeah. What's your, what is it for?
0: Yeah. Speaking of patriarchal misogyny, Caleb's intro, as you mentioned earlier, uh, the kind of turn is when she's like, oh, I don't know why these guys are chasing me. And he says, did you ever think that maybe they're chasing you because you're a whore? (laughs) And she's like, what? And then uh, this line, born with that gaping maw that wants to open up and suck out a man's soul. Yeah. There's the a nose. bunch
1: of them. There's a bunch of them that are just like stuck in there mm-hmm. uh, that you don't even know. Like stick and splits.
0: Yeah. There's another. Uh, it's about Ooh. like vampire semen, I guess, is what he's talking about at some point or something. Um, yeah.
1: I didn't. I didn't catch.
2: The oh no! Wait. Semen. No, it's
0: not, It's something about how wine is like the blood of Christ. Then like I can't remember the word he uses. Oh, the white zinf. Yeah.
1: It would be like the lymph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Andrews' my number four is Andrews' introduction of faith and the sequence of her fighting Spock from Star Trek. <laughs> the beauties of being on UPN, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, just the fact that like, he's later a volcanologist,
0: like, I mean, he studies volcanoes. Yeah, uh,
1: and he's, he's like, "Why would he? Why would she fight a guy who studies the Vulcans?
2: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, my number three is Caleb's speech at the end, which I used to have memorized completely for some reason because. I would just memorize weird stuff like that. Uh, Now it's a simple story. Stop me if you've heard it. I don't think I can do all that anymore.
1: Told you it has a happy ending. Mm -hmm. Um, My number three is um, Faith's return, and she's shocked when she encounters Buffy. She's like, are you protecting vampires? Are you the bad slayer now? Am I the good slayer now? Buffy's like, he's with me as a soul. And Faith's like, oh, he's like Angel. And Spike's like, no, no. Buffy's like, sort of. And Spike says, I am nothing like Angel.
0: <laughs> yeah, he wears lifts, you know. That's my number two. Just the the meeting of the three there. Are you the bad slayer? Am I the good slayer now? Faith is so much fun. And uh, just the constant tension between her and Buffy. It's like you you want them to be friends. And yet they're just like always going to get on each other's nerves.
1: Uh, My number two is a tie between two moments because I realized I fucked up my numbers. Uh, it's Xander loses an eye slash Caleb's speech at the end.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Caleb taking Xander's eye would be eye number one. He says, "You're the one who sees everything, aren't you?" Well, let's see what we can do about that. And he pokes his eye out. It's great. It's really gory. I love it. The
1: the the tragic thing about the Caleb character, um, like you said, it's the crossroads between like misogyny and religion. How <laughs> those two are not. Uh, Yeah, it's (laughs) peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, (laughs) Um, but the problem is that you have Nathan Fillion, who's who's pretty good with it, but like it feels like a shot in the arm of the season. It's like even more frustrating because it's. I think it's
0: because you have a tangible villain played by a good actor. I mean, it's it's nice to see the like you know Buff or SMG being evil as the first or you know Drew occasionally, but it's it's not the same as having an actual villain uh, and one with their own personality, really
1: um yeah i mean in like meanwhile like gina torres didn't get the same courtesy
0: <laughs> not exactly
1: uh my number one is the conversation between faith and spike in the basement before buffy walks in
0: oh she reminds him uh, that uh, they fuck. met once before and he's like oh if i recall you told me you'd uh ride me into like, like a gallop or something like that
1: hot as fuck
0: yeah, well, I mean, that's just <laughs> faith. Faith there's the raw sexual energy that's bouncing between her well, and every them. character she's with.
1: I feel like it might have been a reshoot, too, because he's, like, wearing pants with, like, the blanket in a certain <laughs> way. And I feel like he probably wasn't wearing the pants at one point, And they were, like, too hot, too sexy, <laughs> too last tango.
0: Well, she's talking about, oh, this one guy like to dress me like a schoolgirl with a bullwhip. Yeah. yeah. Naughty yeah. nurses and horny cheerleaders
1: just depends on who's on top and he's like i'm guessing that would be you
0: yeah and then she just she
1: like sidles into the bed of him to like as they keep smoking together as the buffy comes down and she's like what the fucking fuck is this fucking fuck
0: perfect time for buffy just the the reason that they will always be at odds her and faith it's like moments like this
1: i mean and again the seconds that faith gets from buffy are the sloppiest <laughs> Like every, every guy, even Scott Hope.
0: There's a um, funny moment. I can't remember if it's in this episode or not, where like it, it, she's faith says like, oh, whenever like Anya's like, you know, talking too much shit, like she just reminds her that like she fucks Sander first, basically.
1: Nice. Nice. <laughs> that was great. Get out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so previously, just reminder, Willow has gone off to help Fred in Los Angeles um,
0: to resole Angel. Yeah.
1: Who she had previously met when Buffy had died.
0: I believe that was in the middle of, the, of lies. My parents told me where like they just get a call and Willow's like, "Hey Buffy, I gotta go. I'm not gonna tell you why."
1: Yeah, probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, just like the navigating the politics of like the UUPNWB divide. The fact that they were able to pull that off, I feel like, is a shocking victory.
2: By the way,
0: Willow is great in that episode show, and like Fred, little Fred there is mm-hmm. into it. To the point where at the end of the episode Willow's just like sorry i'm seeing someone and it's like are you willow are you really wouldn't you rather be dating fred than kennedy come on
1: oh i'd, I'd, I'd risk it all for fred mm-hmm. um outside of town a girl's being chased through the woods at night by the bringers um she finds this preacher in an old ford truck it's nathan Fillion his caleb and she's just like thank god you were here And he's like well let's not give him credit for everything <laughs> um he's asking all sorts of questions while driving this is a this is like a fucking tour de force of a scene. It really
0: is. I mean, the, the character feels so fr- fully formed, the, the southern accent, he's got the preacher collar on and he's got all the little kind of like like faith puns that he's doing, you know, like religious faith. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, it's it's all there like immediately. It's what a great character introduction.
1: Well, accent-wise, it's like if Malcolm Reynolds was like a 6, Caleb's a 10. Yeah. Um, so he's like asking where she wants to be dropped off. She, she says, uh, he's heading there to Sunnydale too. And she needs to go to Ravello drive. Also like, um, uh, the, the, what do you call that? Um, not green screen, but like the motion,
0: the rear projection,
1: the rear projection. Like it looks kind of good. It fits the reality of the scene. Um, as he's like talking and like, like, you know, pushing in the thing she, for the lighter, she
0: calls him Caleb, or she calls him father. And he says, calling Caleb never was nobody's daddy. I
1: never was nobody's daddy. Um, do you ever think they were chasing you because you're a whore? You know what you are, Shannon? Dirty. She's like, What? I'm not. We're, no, no, no. There's no blame here. You're born dirty. Born without a soul. Born with that gaping to open up, sucking on a man's marrow, make him puke, think too hard to think on it. Um, And so he's like, She's like trying the door to like, you know, get out. And he's like, Yeah, the door's problematical. I don't know as so I recommend stepping out at the speed anyway. Like, as you hop to towel some. Well, of course, there's my boys back there. Ooh, they hit to the miss mark. Your
3: boys.
0: I don't oh, trust yeah, my blue eyed boys. Yeah. He is a little man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I feel like you and I have been quoting I don't truck of Satan, he is a little man for a long <laughs> a time. A long time,
0: yeah. He's uh got like a ring on that he 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 like heats up his cigarette lighter and like puts it on the ring to heat it up and then brands her on the neck. It's pretty extreme.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean he's like in a full like general jack ripper, like conserving his essential juices mode. Cause she's like, please don't hurt me. He's like, now this is the part where you tell me you'd do anything? Cause I told you you got nothing I'm interested in. Um and then he like jams the thing in her neck and he's like, oh there, that's it. That's a cleansing fire. Oh boy. Um, it's hard to it's hard to watch, but also kind of compelling. I don't know.
0: Your southern accent's coming out.
1: It, uh, <laughs> uh, um he tells her that he knows there's a car behind him that's gonna go in where she wants to go. So he's gonna have her give a message to the slayer. And she's like, what? And he like stabs her in the gut and then whispers something in her ear. Let's see what we can do about that door. And he like kicks it and shoves her out. Yeah, It's.
0: I mean, this is all just the opening of the episode, and then like the car behind like screeches, you know, to a stop, and we see Willow get out and run over because uh, she was, you know, down there resoling Angel, and then we see Faith is in the passenger seat there.
1: She's doing. She's doing like the like the Clint Eastwood man of no name. Like look around. Mm-hmm. Like yep, I guess I'm back in Sunnydale. Bow, bow, bow.
0: Fuck um, yeah, Faith is back. I mean, it's every episode yeah. with Faith is, is an improvement.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, though I, I do, like I said before, I like the previous episode, Lies My Parents Told Me.
0: Yeah, I uh, don't really.
1: I like when he finally uh overcomes the program and mm-hmm. he's like, that's a fine little ditty. Um so Xander's place after the credits, there's a bunch of potential sleeping over. Oh, you know what? You take this scene.
0: I don't want it. Oh, you don't want this scene? Are you sure? Xander's like wet dream here with I did not realize that was Rachel Bilson. It's it's a whole lot of the potential being like, well, I I'm so scared, Xander. If I die, I'll you want to act it all Never loud, known the touch dialogue. of a man or whatever. No, I don't. I don't think we need to act it out. And then uh, the other Rachel Bilson pops up. She's like, I've never been with a man for either. I've never been with her in front of a man, and it's uh. It, and Xander Xander's seen the whole like oh, uh, the but, uh, the but, uh, but, but but wow, uh, what what are you doing? You know. The yeah, others yeah. might hear, and then it, the, like they start making out with him, and like the door, bedroom door opens, and it's like this slow mo shot of all these like chicks in their underwear, like having like a big feather pillow fight. Come on, man! Like why? I'm, why is this scene even in the show?
1: I'm surprised he didn't pass out because we know where all the blood in his body is going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so he's like woken up by Rana, um, which I gotta say, I really didn't like Rana when the show first aired because they they paint her as like. She's the annoying she's one. She's just the, the always joy. anti-buffy one. Yeah. But like, seeing some of this from Rana's perspective, I'm like, maybe she's right. Um, mm-hmm. So he wakes up. Ron is there. Some of the other potential staring at him. They're pissed. Turns out Dominic had the stomach flu and the toilet bowl's backed up. And then he says... So be like,
0: hey, why don't you get a fucking plunger? What does he say? He says he has a leg cramp.
1: Yeah. I'll be there in a minute. I have a leg cramp.
0: Yeah. Cool. Boner jokes about high school girls.
1: Oh, it's like, and in, in this episode yeah. too. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, so at the hospital, Willow and Faith watches like the potential they rescued is about to be operated on. Um, am I crazier? Is Faith raspier than usual in this scene?
0: Eh, maybe a little. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was a choice or maybe she just had like a cold that week or something. So like, Willow's gonna stay here because you know somebody needs to like be here when the potential wakes up. So Faith is just like, cool. Anyway, I'm at you yeah you know, i'm, I'm going to go find buffy uh, which <laughs> somewhat makes sense but it's also like it's just like oh, bye willow i guess we'll see you later in the episode <laughs> you know like we're just getting less and less of our main characters it feels like
1: well there's there's two funny moments there cuz uh faith's just like bt dubs thanks for the fucking update and all this shit mm-hmm. and willow's like sorry man you were doing time and then like yeah, she's, she's like, like they were like
0: oh we, we thought you'd be safe and faith is like yeah in jail sure
1: yeah like so uh uh Understandably, Faith does not want to spend any more time in the hospital after the eight months that she was mm-hmm. a guest there. Um, and Willow's like, hey, not so fast. Buffy still kind of hates you. And Faith is so good, she's like, you told her I'm coming, right? I'm sure she's been up all night hanging streamers. <laughs> so we get to the cemetery, see the girls like chased, being chased by Spike.
0: While well, it's like, uh, just in that scene with Willow, like anytime Willow or really any of the characters tries to apologize and like kind of sympathize with Faith, she immediately is just like, hey, it's no big deal. Like she does not want that at all.
1: I yeah, I mean, I, I could I think I think sometimes Faith comes off simplistic, but she's actually very complex. Mm-hmm. Like in her self-loathing and and also maybe not wanting to keep talking about like the evil shit that she did. Then that's all you're talking about, and there's no room for her to like, go do reformative acts. Um, so this girl's being chased by Spike, he knocks her down. Then Faith attacks him, thinking he's evil, and he's like, I'm on your side. And she's like, Well, I reformed, yeah,
0: that's a good little confusion about like what side she's talking about.
1: And then Buffy shows up and punches her, and she's like, Sorry, Faith, didn't realize that was you. I'm <laughs> Cordelia right now, yeah, yeah, um. Yeah, this is the. Uh, are you protecting vampires? Are you a bad slayer now? Am I the good slayer now?
0: <laughs> Spike describing her and he says, Let me guess, leather pants, nice right cross, doe eyes, holier than thou, glower. You must be Faith.
1: <laughs> so she's just like, well, If this guy's good, he's got a soul. Why is he like uh, chasing down defenseless chicks in cemeteries? And that vampire lady attacks Faith.
0: Oh, you find out it's a vampire, yeah. And then yeah. starts attacking them.
1: So Buffy and Spike just watch. It's like, Faith fights it all over. Spike says, check off. Um And then when it's done, Spike just jumps in with angels as dull as a table lamp, and we have very different coloring. <laughs> uh, and then things are ultra icy between the two Slayers, as Buffy just says, good to have you back.
0: Well, then uh, when they get home, this is where the confrontation with Dawn happens, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and everybody. Um, Yeah, so they come back and she's like, wow, memory lane, same old house. And Buffy's like, yeah, well, every piece of furniture ever, that's ever been here has been destroyed and rebuilt. So new house.
0: Well, and like Giles is just kind of like, oh, hello, Faith. And uh, Dawn is just like staring her down. And she's like, does she have to stay here?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Faith's just like, any room for a wanted fugitive? And then she's like,
0: maybe not so wanted. <laughs> Check it out. Bratz Hall woman-sized.
1: Yeah, which is like Faith's just like yeah, monks, key, whatever. I remember this little short shit. Was mm-hmm. this one you know, Spike's like gives her the, the 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 info on like why Giles and Buffy are this way. She, this is, I just love this line. I don't know why she's the way she says it makes me feel better about me, worse about Giles, kind of shaky about you. So meanwhile, at some winery, Caleb is drinking some wine and monologuing, and apparently this is all he does of the first.
0: Hang out in wineries, yeah. This really more made me think monologue. that I need I need more wine cellars in the travel books. I feel like we haven't gone there enough.
1: True, true, and and more southern preachers monologuing. Mm-hmm. I suppose there's always a reason why I spent too much, spent too long in one parish, just looking for the answers, just looking for the Lord in all the wrong damn places. Then you show me the light. Do you think I'm God? I certainly do not. I'm beyond concepts like that. But you still wear the outfit, man. Can't turn his back on where he came from. Besides, black is slimming. Everyone knows that. It's true. I like it's like I don't know. This is like wondering uh, what,
0: wondering what Jesus would make a white wine out of. Yeah, if the red wine is blood.
1: We get kind of this like reinforcing the theme where she's just like, look harder at this thing I'm wearing, and he's just like, I see, I see strength. The kind of loneliness that comes with real strength. And he realizes it must be her, the real, the genuine article, the Slayer. Um, So this is when we find out that Cato's been working for the first for a while now. But that he's been organizing the bringers. He's been sticking splits. He's the one responsible for blowing up the Watchers Council. Which is like, imagine that. Imagine this guy going through customs. Hello, I I may anything to declare? Well, no. It's a simple story. Stop me if you heard it before.
0: Yeah, I like uh, the the first as Buffy just being like, look closer. What do you see? Like nothing about my pert and bouncy hairdo.
1: I mean, like this dude is like the whitest trash, Anton Chigurh.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: I just can't picture him going to London and <laughs> blowing something up. Um, so he's excited to see what Buffy looks like since he'll be seeing her real soon. Um Buffy will get the message he's sure what makes him so sure that she'll come. A woman's ask, first sin. I offer an apple. What else can she do but take it? Uh so after the commercial. Oof, I fucking hate that story. Um
0: What? The Apple. The the original sin story. I do. I okay. I'm <laughs> write that down in my notes real quick.
1: I fucking hate it. I hate the idea that knowledge mm-hmm. is considered a sin. Um, So we get another introduction to Faith from Andrew. Music playing. There's extended clips package of like her greatest hits. I mean, my God, it's a long thing. But he's just like, Faith, her name alone evokes awe. Faith, like, a set of principles the beliefs on which you were willing to devote your life. I like
0: that they include the shot of uh, the two slayers no waiting thing when uh, buffing Faith or raiding the vampire nest. And they both pull yeah. their stakes out of that shot.
1: A lethal combination of beauty, power, and death. For years and years, or more to be more accurate, months, they fought on the side of good, terrorizing the evil community. But like so many tragic heroes, faith was seduced to lure the dark side. I love when they do that part. We get the clip where she gets, she's in the mayor's chair, she's given her new knife. I forgot about this. She fucking smells the knife. Yeah. <laughs> she wrapped evil around her like a large evil Mexican serape. She became a copula. It's like almost uh, like a Venture Brothers cadence. Avengers Brothers joke almost mm-hmm. this whole thing.
0: Um, then we cut to see this is Andrews telling the story of all this to a bunch of potentials in the uh, the, the breakfast nook there where they're all eating their cereal.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, so and they they're all like, they doing like the Vulcan nerve punch, like it's going to kill her. Yeah,
0: they're they're all very dubious about uh, Andrew's story here. Yeah, I mean, if I were these girls, I'd be fascinated by the idea of faith, like another Slayer. Hell, hell
1: yeah. Who seems cool, like she can fucking and hang. and
0: isn't like I don't know so stiff and like kind of like strict, yeah. Like it's it's not surprising that they would mutiny against Buffy and like side with Faith because Faith is just like the cool chick you you know like the cool older sister you want to hang out with.
1: And like Faith, like her whole thing is like like when she's not talking, she's got like her thumbs in the two pockets of her pants, and then like when she's ready to talk, she does like those same two gestures where she's like throwing her hands out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: And she's just like doing um,
0: some like Tai Chi karate in the in the backyard there.
1: And then when we get a joke that I know we've gone like other places with with Chow Ann and she's just like says in subtitles. There's a girl doing in the backyard doing gymnastics.
0: Yeah, there's a lot a whole lot of uh we're gonna do a translated joke from Chow Ann, like pointing out something obvious.
1: Yeah. Poor Chow Ann. Um and Andrew just like nods knowingly. So at the school <sighs> fucking school. We're still going back to her and her job here. Uh, the bell rings and Buffy pokes her head into Robin Wood's office. He like, fires her, doesn't he? St- yeah, he's yeah. still like beaten up from his encounter with Spike and she's just like, look bro, I don't got time for your vendetta. I need everybody on my side. And He's like, I got it. You're fired. Um. So he points out there's nothing left for at the school. People are leaving town. Half the kids don't show up anymore. Um, this is definitely the little- most
0: serious that's ever gotten in Sunnydale where like the, the Hellmouth's power is like taking over the whole town pretty much like people are finally like i'm leaving
1: to the point yeah where they finally have realized that maybe we should get the fuck out of town Mm -hmm. and like there goes the fucking neighborhood i don't know if you've noticed this like mother but like uh that girl whose mother died a couple years ago and lives next door she's got like 30 underage women living in her house (laughs) tell me what they could possibly be doing there maybe all those stories about sexual trafficking are true
0: yeah, so uh, then cut back to the Summer's house. Faith comes down in this basement. This basement, which, by the way, has gotten progressively bigger as needed on the show. It's like a massive yeah. basement now. Uh, so she comes down to kind of like get get it sometimes herself, have a cigarette. And then she sees that Spike is down there, shirtless, of course, uh, under a blanket. And so she's uh, like, you know, offering to give him a smoke. Having the, the fun little chat here that you were mentioning earlier.
1: It's a perpetual giggle fest on the soundtrack from upstairs. But yeah, he's like, it's like daytime. So he's like half, he's like shirtless, wearing pants, half wrapped in the sheet, asking if he can bum a cigarette. And she does that thing where she like comes over, takes a drag of her cigarette, and then gives him hers before she lights another, mm-hmm. and then sees the chains above the bed. The chains are back, and she's um, just like,
0: "Hey, I don't judge."
1: Yeah, so these two have an incredibly horny conversation in which the phrase that's bandied about is, "I got dangerous there for a while." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So she's just like, I'm thinking about looking up that guy off the bull up again. Long incarceration. He's like, you could do better. Schoolgirl things, old hat. She's like, it's all old hat, man. Every guy's got some whack fantasy. Scratch the surface, and any granola type dude, naughty nurses, and horny cheerleaders. I figure if you can't beat them, join them.
0: When she does not move where she takes off her jean jacket and kind of like raises her arms up to stretch and like kind of yeah. like pull her shoulders, it's it's classic faith physicality like she's so physical in her acting but it, it perfectly matches the character she's like a live wire constantly
1: well and this is her like move her like burr, burr, burr. i'm ready to fuck mm-hmm. um and then she's like i met you before you know and he's just like say what now and she's like i was wearing buffy's body then i may have said a few things and he's just i love these memories. like you could ride me at a gallop to my knees buckle squeeze me till i pop like warm champagne not the kind of thing a man forgets. yeah
0: he remembers he remembers all of it <laughs>
1: Like, I feel like every night before he uh, pops off and goes to bed, Spike recites those words like, Arya stark? Mm-hmm.
0: And she's like, you should have known it wasn't Bonnie behind the wheel. Uh, she'd never throw down like that. And he says, oh, you have been away.
1: Well, <laughs> let me tell you something about uh, naked push-ups when one of mm-hmm. us was invisible. Yeah. So she's just like, holy shit. Like, uh, she's freaky now. This is when Buffy comes down and sees us all together. And again, she's like, what the fucking fuck is this fucking fuck?
0: Um, Spi that's like she's just lounging on the bed next to Spike here a big old grin on her face. Hey B you know Buffy. You know all the cool vampires. But Buffy is like completely incapable of being cool around Faith. Like she can't be be relaxed or casual. It's going to bother her every time.
1: Well, and it's it is uh touching upon all of the uh issues of which Faith is uh uh-huh burned her land with Buffy mm-hmm. and Spike's just like aren't you supposed to be at work now and Buffy's like I decided to cut back on my hours <laughs> Buffy hears from Dawn says that Willow called that she's tired of being in like episode jail with the like you know 40 speaking parts on this this show now the girl's awake at the hospital
0: so we cut back to the hospital we find out uh, this girl she's telling the story about this guy some kind of minister and you know, like, like what happened there and the bringers were his boys and he burned something into her neck and Willow takes a photo of it with a camera, a little digital camera she had in her purse, which I thought was pretty funny. Of course now we knew mm. we just use our phones. Yeah. But we weren't quite there yet.
1: Yeah the message from Caleb is I have something of yours. Um so Buffy's house at night, everyone's gathered, Buffy's just like new shit has come to light. Here's another like, speech. Guys
0: I have a new awful plan.
1: Yeah. Buffy doesn't know what Caleb has of hers. Don't know. Don't care. Informs that they're all going to come with her, um, but there's going to be like recon first. So after the commercial at the winery, uh, it's a blonde in a white dress just going through this, like looking
0: for the camera. weird role play that uh, Caleb is doing. With this girl who's just uh, you know questioning and needing guidance from her pastor here, and Caleb's uh, also perfectly willing to uh, give it.
1: I don't. I feel like this. They're certainly playing it. Like she wants a little more than just guidance.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like she's kind of coming on to him. Yeah.
1: felt your words go straight through me well the truth does it's like a sword isn't it girl cuts deep um yeah so then like she kind of steps into the darkness with him and it's like there's a gasp and then like the blonde virginal white like falls over dead at this like gat like
3: slash across her like massive
0: blood massive laceration across her gut there and then we cut back to Caleb holding the knife and then uh, we see the girl morph morph back into Buffy because it was the first and this is just weird role play that they're doing where she's like hey caleb i'll help you get your rocks off by like acting out the murders you've committed because i it it seemingly he's uh quite like the serial killer is the impression we get here
1: yeah of young women Mm -hmm. yeah for sure um the first points out you know most people are unnerved by visits from their dead he's like "Heavens, no appreciation for last pleasures do it again so she takes her quest and he's just like oh god it's like it's like chilling it's like these like there's a girl I gave like choir lessons to a while back. She even screamed on key. She
0: even screamed on key. It's a fucking great line. Uh,
1: so I just was like, so the first takes request, like she's a fucking party trick. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the dude's evil. And also, if you haven't been paying attention, apparently this season's about power.
0: And I, I do think because we're gonna get like a I don't know. I don't know if you call it motivation per se for uh, the first, but the first begins to start craving uh cor- corporality like the, the ability to feel and touch hmm. and i wonder if that's always that way or if being buffy and role-playing more is like bringing that out of the first more because it seems like that's starting to develop here like she's she's doing her quest for this dude she's like happy to kind of play with him
1: mm-hmm. she also wants to get away mm-hmm. um but yeah also the real villain of the season is misogyny um and you know, like, that's kind of what organized religions formed upon. I think that that's the that's the <laughs> stone by which they built yeah. their they built their church. Um. So back at Buffy's house, she's making plans for the gang. to go out hunting and do reconnaissance, and like Giles and Willow and Faith and Spike. And Giles is like, "Are you, are you certain this is the best course of action? Are you like you don't even know what this man has if in fact he has anything?" Buffy's like, "It could be a girl potentially trying to reach us." He's like, it "Could be a stapler." <laughs> um and yeah they're
0: like it could be a trap and she's just like gonna have to walk into it anyway
1: well she's like he's like some of these girls have never been tested before they've never been a life or death situation but he's like time to test them you want to make an omelet to save the world you got to break a few girls Mm -hmm. uh so um
0: yeah buffy and faith are walking in the woods kind of casually following this bringer to see where he goes and kind of having a little talk between them at the same time about uh You know, whether or not this is a trap, that kind of thing. The
1: way Faith talks to her, she's just like, she makes some comment, like, kind of, like, sounds like it's questioning Buffy's plan, and then Faith's like, no, you misunderstand. Hey, drop me in the hornet's nest. What the hell? And it's like, maybe this is not the person you wanted to sign, Buffy. (laughs) But there's this tension between Buffy and Faith, of course, because of their history, and also because they are exes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy clearly has more to get over with Faith than Faith has to get over with Buffy. I think like Faith's issues are of herself.
0: Well, oh, and Faith is just like I'm getting the feeling you don't even want me here, and Buffy's just like, no, that's not what I meant. She kind of has to bury her own personal grudges here to kind of get over it. So I'm glad that you're here.
1: Oh, This part's pretty funny. She's mentioning like the mind walk thing of Angel. I love this bit where she's just like, he says, "Hey, by the way," and Buffy's like, "Really?" and Faith's like, "Sure." <laughs> So they've been following the bringers. There's a great bit from Faith where she's just like, do they have sonar or something? They see that they're congregating in some, some building in the middle of nowhere, which is the winery, and so it's time to go back and get the troops. So back at Buffy's house, Xander's like giving a pep talk to the potentials. He's like handing like out maces and things.
0: Yeah, it's Xander, time to time to tool up, man.
1: Xander of all people is just like killing blows, everybody. Brains, hearts, eyes. Everything's got eyes, except for the bringer, says Don. And then there's the Godzilla moment. Um, the only thing I remember from the Godzilla I never saw that Godzilla movie because I really shit. Yeah, I just remember eating a lot of Taco Bell gorditas, trying to play the Godzilla. That was game. a fun time
0: for Taco Bell for sure.
1: Yeah, it was. It, was I mean, we had never had gorditas before. It was mm-hmm. like, what? What is this amazing thing? Now, once once quarantine's over and I go back to Taco Bell, I won't even recognize the menu. It's so different. Um. So Rona kind of sensitively brings up that this is fucking bananas um so someone xander makes a speech
0: nice little speech about buffy and how they need to trust her
1: so buffy and faith have returned to hear the tail end of this and like kind of like diffusing the tension faith's like damn i never knew you that cool and then buffy in front of everyone it's like, well, you always were a little slow.
0: That's like, that's shitty. <laughs> well, that's Guess them, what. though. Buffy's, it's yeah. impossible for Buffy to be nice to Faith for longer than like and, two seconds. Well,
1: and Faith, it just rolls with it. She's like, oh, I get that now. Ha ha, ha. We're mm-hmm. just We're just doing a bit. But anyways, it's saddle up time. Um, So also, we've got to mention earlier. She's taking the girls who have been with her the longest, which means they've been at her house for like three months.
0: Yes. Yeah, so this is whatever. Molly, Vi, Rona, Kennedy and i can't remember the maybe i can't remember the other one's name
1: she's done christmas with these girls imagine what that was
0: like depressing probably
1: yeah so she's going to lead like a contingent of her troops inside like the other contingent will be outside of like you know nothing setting up a perimeter making sure nothing comes in behind them they get the signal coming behind her, guns blazing, and Sanders like, so what's the signal? And Buffy's like, I'm thinking lots and lots of yelling.
0: Yeah, so the bringers show up, and they do fairly well here. They're all, like, kicking some bringer ass, and, you know, Rona and Kennedy are getting shots in. Buffy and Faith are rocking beat dudes, and it's going well.
1: It's an evil vineyard, like mm-hmm. spot, like Falcon Crest Spike says.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, uh-oh. Well, they, now! Then Caleb walks out.
1: And he's just like, hoo boy, you must be the Slayer. must be powerful.
0: And Buffy says, I heard he has something to mind. He says, well, I do now.
1: (laughs) Though he does. He's had it for a while, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then he he just, like, punches her across the room. He's clearly super strong himself. He's, like, imbued with the power of the first.
1: So what else you got? So after the commercial, like, Spike snarls and starts attacking Caleb, who just easily fucks him up and, like, flings him into a barrel of wine, which comes in a whole
0: vat. Yeah, and just, like, throws him, like, through the wall into this, like, vat of wine, like, massive, like, red wine. Although it definitely does not look like wine. It's, like, I don't know, the the texture of it looks wrong. But, you Mm. know, massive uh, supposed wine is flowing everywhere.
1: So Spike will have pink hair after this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so,
0: yeah, he's just, Caleb is fucking people up left and right. He breaks Rona's arm just like for fun, pretty much. Yeah. He, uh, he he's about to like stab her, stab her but then uh, I think Xander actually gets him like through arrow through the wrist with a, a, a bone arrow here. Impressive for Xander. But she won't be able
1: to do it again because of the depth perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Xander goes off to help Buffy Faye starts fighting Caleb and he's like well you're the other one aren't you you're Cain to her Abel no offense to Cain of course <laughs> um, Faith starts with two knives he eventually disarms her um, Faith also gets thrown into a barrel of wine another potential gets her neck broken this is the funny line where Molly's like no and he's like yes
0: yeah and then he guts Molly so two Slayers down. Oh. I can't remember. I don't know if we ever get the name of the, the first one that dies, but Molly dies too. So I believe that means Kennedy is the only one left of the original three now.
1: Yeah. Well, we were told when she, when she ran away, but yeah. Mm-hmm. RIP Molly. Um. So Xander's getting Kennedy out there, leading the others out. Spike tells Buffy we're leaving. Uh, this is when he grabs him. Well, you're the one who sees everything, right? Well, let's see what we can do about that. And he just pokes in Xander's eye.
0: Just gouges it right out. It's great.
1: Um, he'd go for the other eye, but Spike pushes him off. Um, and then then Buffy and Spike lead Xander out of there. Um, this, of course, I think is referencing the, what Xander tells Dawn earlier in the season where he's like, I see more than anybody realizes, but nobody's watching me. Um,
0: I think she even maybe, says it to him. You always see things.
1: Yeah, we end up a montage of in the hospital. Buffy sees the girls in the hospital. like Rona's like, staring daggers at her now it's a simple story
0: stop me if you've heard it i have found and truly believe it cannot be, you know, there's nothing so bad it cannot be made better with the story and this one it's got a happy ending Go on. uh for sure yeah uh no. do, do you also want me to do the uh the title of fiona if you a apple's second album i can do that one too uh, uh
1: one thing at a time mm-hmm. continue
0: uh, there once was a woman and she was foul they call women for Adam's root was dirty, just like Adam for himself. For what was he but human? But this woman, she was filled with darkness and despair. And why? Because she did not know. She could not see. She could not see. The glory. She didn't know the good news, the glory that was coming. That would be you. And he's talking. He's talking to the first here. That's for the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours now and forever. You show up, they'll get in line because they followed her. And all they have to do is take one more step, and I'll kill them all. See, I told you it had a happy ending. As we see Buffy just walking alone down the middle of the Sunnydale streets there.
1: All right, now, if you want an apple.
0: Uh, you know, I haven't done this in a long time, so I might miss a verse. But let me see. Uh, When the pawn hits a conflict, he thinks like a king. What he knows throws the blows. And when he goes to the ring, he'll win the whole thing. There's no body to batter if your mind is your might. And if you go solo, hold your own hand and remember that death is the greatest of heights. And if you know where you stand and you know where you'll land. And if you fall, it won't matter because you'll know that you're right. Boom. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. i thought you were gonna do a caleb voice but that's that's fine too mm-hmm. um yeah man i miss fiona apple this world is bullshit she's
0: still around she's had an out this year yeah it's pretty good mm-hmm. um so dirty girls fun episode it's an yeah, immediate yeah. like whoa hey buffy's back like this is we're in the home stretch they brought back faith there's a great new villain and it it's like charged again it's we're finally like doing something
1: well, and I feel I feel weird and I feel gross being a guy saying like oh I really enjoyed that episode um but I but I did It's it's um, just
0: the better written episode than the other ones this season. Xander gets his eye gouged out. It's like a real permanent change to a character. Yeah, you know, it's like stakes yeah. feel high now.
1: Well, and and sometimes um we're reminded of how good our hero is because of how, you know, vile her villains are.
0: Um, Not that Buffy's really uh like putting up wins right now. Uh, She's going to get kicked out by her own sister in the next episode because she's such a bad leader, which to me feels a little bit like Buffy got hit with the idiot ball. Like it's, it mm -hmm. doesn't feel a completely in character to me that Buffy would be this bad of a leader.
1: Yeah. The next episode, uh, dark title, empty places. Mm -hmm. It was,
0: Although dude, it really I seems like it. Empty Places should have been the title of the episode after that when Buffy's just like wandering around, like squatting in a house that's been abandoned.
1: Well, she's been touched. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, touch again, like I said, one of my favorite seasons, see, uh, scenes in this show. Also, I forgot, This is the Willow and Kennedy have the first lesbian sex scene on TV.
0: Really, is it? Interesting. Well, I mean, What um, about uh, Tara and Willow? Is that not, I guess we never literally saw them having sex? Yeah. Um, Also, the mayor makes me... You make me complete. That didn't count. Yeah.
1: You find out how evil the mayor is because his favorite character in Little Women is Meg. (laughs) Um, End of days, Buffy meets the ancient Druid lady doing the night thing from The Last Crusade. And I love this bit where I totally forgot about this, where she's like, wait, what's your name? And Buffy says, Buffy. And he's like,
0: no, really. No, really. What is it?
1: Um... That episode ends with Caleb seemingly defeated and Angel and Buffy kiss, and we cut over and to Spike watching us the first teases him, and she's like, That bitch.
0: That bitch. Yeah.
1: Which just reminded me again of like that 20 minutes in which James Franco is the best thing about Spider-Man 3.
0: Well, mm-hmm. yeah, Angel just shows up out of nowhere at the end of that episode to somewhat save the day. So like Buffy's about to get like gutted. Um
1: Well, and it's it's goofball Angel from Angel the Show. It's not like Cool, mm-hmm. stoic, twenty pounds slimmer, mm-hmm. Angel from from Buffy the uh-huh. TV show. But I mean, he's he, for your honest. Has gotten older. Also, how old is uh, James Marsters now? I looked it up the other night. He's,
0: I believe he's seventy seven.
1: <laughs> You're so close. He's fifty eight. Yeah, Jesus. Um. Yeah. So May twentieth, two thousand three.
0: That's seventy twenty two. Chosen. Chosen.
1: Written, directed by John Sweden. Mm-hmm. I have 11 moments.
0: Y'all's got to top me. I have 10.
1: I knew you were going to have more than your five. I knew you were saving it for this. I fucking knew you were.
0: All right. Well, my number 11.
1: Are you ready to finish this, mm, bitch?
0: <laughs> That's also on my list, but it's higher. My number 10. I was,
1: I was just saying like that we've been quoting that to each other for years as well. Mm-hmm.
0: My number 10 has been Anya. It's talking to Zander. She says, come on, let's go assemble the cannon fodder. And Zander says... That's not what we're calling them, Sweetie. And Ani says not to their faces. What am I insensitive?
1: (laughs) Uh, My number ten is the uh, the moment when they've after they first got into the school, and they echo back to the end of the first episode, where Buffing the gang trying to decide what they're going to do tomorrow—mini golfing or shopping. Giles walks off saying, "The Earth is definitely doomed."
0: (laughs) Yeah, my number nine is as you mentioned, Caleb saying, "Are you ready to finish this, bitch?" It's just something about the way he says it. It's hilarious every single time.
1: Uh, My number nine is Buffy mentions that Faith has her room. And she's talking to Spike. And he's like, well, you're not staying here. You can't buy me off of shiny beads and sweet talk. You got angel breath. I'm not just going to let you whack me back and forth like a rubber ball. I've got my pride, you know. And she's like, I understand. And she turns a walk away. And he's like, clearly you don't. Because that whole having my pride thing was just a smoke screen." And she's like, oh, thank
0: God. It's interesting the way they set up in the last episode. Like, oh, no, Spike is maybe going to go evil again because he saw Buffy with Angel. But then it's totally diffused. And Spike's just well, I, like like really chill about it. Sort of, <laughs> I'd say he's fairly chill. He's, I mean, yeah, he, he's he, not like homicidal. He wants to have a conversation, but he's not just like oh, it's betrayal or anything like that, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 funny just like what Joswin's interested in. Also, like the way they set up their romance, and then at the end, he's just like, let's not have it be a romance because you know, as the WB announced one week before this episode aired james March is going to be a series regular on angel season five <laughs> so anything that happens will seem like a lame duck you know apocalyptic mm-hmm. sacrifice what's your eight uh
0: my number eight uh nice exit for angel here when he says i ain't getting any older and he kind of steps back into the shadows as he came into the show so shall he leave
1: mm-hmm. from the shadows into the shadows mm-hmm. yeah, yeah um my number eight is uh well you can guess the character no 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 it was it was it was nice enough and you you're you're very um mm, enthused i just think of a little more experience and faith says to robin wood dude i got mad skills and then she's just like oh hell no we're fucking again
0: best two out of three she just starts taking her belt off right there yeah yeah
1: yeah is 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 that the uh in the Elaine Bennis parlance. The Pepperdine schnapps that mm-hmm. unlocks faith.
0: Uh, we're at seven. Yeah. That's Spike talking about Angel. He says, he wordsless, you know. <laughs> and then he's, he's like, when Buffy finds him after, you know, he's like spotted her like kissing Angel, uh, he's just like going at a punching bag in the basement. And then we see that on the punching bag is a little drawing of Angel. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Big head, big forehead, uh-huh. big hair. Yeah. Little things um number seven buffy says that she's cookie dough and that she's not done baking and then when she is then somebody can eat her
3: mm-hmm.
0: number six um buffy tells spike that she loves him right at the end there and spike says no you don't but thanks for saying it i like that yeah
1: which is kind of a, it's, uh it's dead things right
0: so yeah it's a call back when, to that when he yeah. tells her that he loves her and buffy says no you don't
1: yeah uh, number six for me is the ending, um, you know, just like the ending of Magnolia. Uh, it's a op- literal open road in front of her, and what she could do next could be anything, and Buffy smiles, and then Amy Mann plays Save Me.
0: Yeah, that's my number five, the final scene there, Buffy smiling as they're asking her what they're going to do now, and she just smiles and cut to the credits.
1: My number five would be almost, almost all things Anya, but especially her real Art Vandelay moment at the end was there, as they're waiting for the onslaught of uber vamps to come rushing over them. And Andrew's like, picture happy things. A lake, candy canes. Bunnies. Bunnies. <laughs> and she's like, bunnies? Floppy? Hoppy? Bunnies? As she gets her sword up, ready to attack.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. My number four is, as you mentioned, Buffy's cookie dough speech. One last Joss Whedon-y, kind of ridiculous but heartfelt speech. It works well. And it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not one of her usual speeches of potentials where it just like goes on for five minutes and it's like blah blah blah. It's it's a nice little uh, delivery there about how she doesn't. It's it's very like kind of like anti shipper in a way. It's she's like, hey, I'm only twenty one. Like I'm not ready yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not. You know, you know what I'm not thinking about is endgame nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I get to finally poop out this like hard ass thing I've been doing for the last ten episodes. My uh, number four is. Spike's big moment to shine. I mean, they're holding burning hands hot.
0: Yeah, my number three, you somewhat mentioned earlier, the final meeting of our original four Buffy, Willow, Xander, and Giles in the hallway there at the school. Nice, mm-hmm. nice back to the beginning imagery in this episode for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh number three, uh, Buffy's been run through from, from behind by one of the Uber vamps. And then the first shows up and she's like, Oh no. Ow, mommy, this mortal wound is all itchy. <laughs> and she kind of kneels down. She's like, you pulled a nice trick. You came pretty close to smacking me down. What more do you want? And Buffy through gritted teeth says, I want you to get out of my face. And she stands up, grits the scythe from Rona, smacks like five of the uber vamps off the ledge in the chasm below, like turns the tide of the battle. And like the soundtrack is just like, oh shit, we're doing this. And it's like big and epic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so my number two... Willow does the spell uh, with the scythe, and Buffy's kind of giving a, a talk to the potentials about changing the rule that there's you know only one uh, Slayer per generation. Uh, nice moment there as they all start to kick ass.
1: Also, oh, it's unambiguous. Willow like comes right then, sure, right? Sure, yeah. That's a huge magic Um, my number two is a uh, it's a two parter. It's uh. It's the fight with Caleb at the beginning when he's like, stupid girl, you'll never stop me. You don't have the bot. And as he gets to his feet, Buffy twirls the siphon and swings it up between his legs. His eyes go wide. And she's like, who does nowadays? And she just brings that thing right up, cuts him in half. And again, I mentioned so many times when Angel finally gets back up, all pissed because he's like been knocked out by Caleb. And he's like, where is that guy? And Buffy looks to the left, looks to the right. And she says,
0: he had to split. Sing. (laughs) Buffy's got jokes. (laughs) It's like Joss Whedon came back. He's like, hey, you know, Buffy can be funny, right? She's not just like a complete humorless hard ass all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's your number one?
0: Number one, just the battle of Hellmouth, man. Um, The whole thing. You got Vi wrecking shop. Cool slow-mo shots of Buffy like dusting these vamps. She's getting run through. Faith takes over and starts fighting. Amanda and some of the other Slayers die. Spike just starts glowing and like vaporizing all the vampires. Just cool stuff all the way through. I mean, you could tell... You you can sense the Lord of the Rings movie um, influence on this. They really wanted something big and epic, and for a TV budget, for a Buffy TV budget, I'd say they did pretty well at it, all things considered. It's there's some obvious CGI in some places, but you know they really gave it a shot there to go all out.
1: And also, Felicia Day.
0: Yeah, that's fine.
1: Yeah, uh, my number one. Did you have is... another comment
0: on that, or just no? Nope.
1: Okay. My number 1 um it's the moment that it feels like the whole thing's been building to which is from now on any girl who might be a slayer will be a slayer. Um rewatching that like that whole montage of like the girls like like waking up to their power, especially the one where the girl in like the the trailer catches the fist and kind of like rises up. It reminded me of something that I never quite knew what I was seeing um but I liked it in the Captain Marvel trailer. Is the montage of oh, all the sure. times in their life that Carol's like stood back up? Mm-hmm. I was like mentally calling back like to this sequence. Well,
0: I mean, I think there's the direct parallel, isn't there a uh, Little League thing? Am, am I misremembering? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's in um both those as well, Captain Marvel and this uh,
1: for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I mean like um I find that, I just I find it incredibly evocative and just moving. Um that this whole, like, you know, there can be only one thing, you know, like this isolated girl, it doesn't have to be that way. It's awesome.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, to the episode itself, I don't know what we have left to talk about. We covered most of it already. But, uh, yeah, we had the the whole bit beginning where Buffy's happy to see Angel and she's like, okay, I'm just going to bask sort of. in this for a little while. And then what are you doing here?
1: Yeah, what are you doing here? He's like, Oh, I, shows up, I
0: brought up a weird talisman that's gonna, you know, help you out in the final scene and also move uh, Spike over to my show next year.
1: He shows up with his like LA Tinseltown industry language. Like, <laughs> here's some coverage. He needs a third act punch up. And she's just like, Get the fuck out of LA, dude. <laughs> um, I love
0: it. I love the LA jokes.
1: So he gets, you know, knocked out by Caleb, and Caleb pops up with black blood on his face. You ready to finish this? Bitch. bitch? It's the mm,
0: bitch. Yeah, it's it's the the number of M's at the beginning there when he spelled it that really makes it.
1: So after the credits, you know, Buffy and Caleb fight and he's like whacking her with statues and stuff and you think that you have power over me, stupid girl, and then you know, again, she like just splits him in half and his balls up. He's mm-hmm.
0: also uh, like leaking weird black goo or whatever, like because we see I think it's in the previous episode where he's like he's feels weaker. And so he has to, like, be, like, reimbued by, like, merging with the first again. And then his eyes turn, like, black again. Yeah, Hot, yeah. And, I mean, like, Um, Buffy as the first is even, like, making the uh, buy-me-a-drink-first type of jokes about that, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, because the first suddenly has this almost man-in-black thing where it's just, like, I will get to be made flesh.
0: Well, the first even establishes, I think it's when he's acting as the mayor, that, like... Yes, it's the first evil, but they're also whoever the first is like embodying like the mm-hmm. like that personality is there, too. So because we see so much of the first here, like they're at least in these five episodes, they're really trying hard to make you think that like this is Buffy being evil and not just like Sir Michelle Geller doing lines as someone evil. Like they're they're trying yeah. to give it more personality.
1: Yeah, and I, I always I always like that. It's like I liked in Men in Black where. You know, like he takes on John Locke, and it's like almost like John Locke changes yeah, him yeah. slightly. Um, so the first is like lured Spike around a corner, like soap opera style. To watch this, and she's like, "Yeah, she needs you real bad." Mm-hmm. And it's like this is not your best move. Like remember when you brainwashed this dude, to, like make vampires for you? This is the lamest version of it so angels brought this medallion thing it's got like a purifying power or a cleansing it has power. To be, either way it has to be
0: worn by someone who's been and sold. and sold and and is more powerful than human a champion yeah and so buffy's like i'll wear it and angel's like no i'm gonna wear it and she's like nope no you're not i need you to go to la and like be a second front just in case
1: and just like David Brianna's in this episode, you just remember they wanted SMG in the, the second to last episode of Angel. And she was like, I don't do second to last
0: episodes." Wow. <laughs> really interesting.
1: That's, I don't know. I don't know what the truth is. But like, apparently they, they pitched it to her wrong. Mm. But it was like, like, they wanted to kind of evoke this, where mm. they would have her show up at the end of the second to last one and maybe be at the beginning of the last one. And she's just like, I'm Sarah Michelle Giller. Like, you don't want something bigger from me? Mm-hmm. No, thanks. Yeah. Come um, on,
0: Sarah. Uh yeah. So also Angel wants to be... in the middle of this, Spike leaves. And so there's a little bit of like, oh no, he's not gonna hear you know the rest of this conversation where she kind of establishes that like she has something going on with Spike, that kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's like Well she's like she's the whole thing is like, you know, I want you to be the second front. And he's like, Well, that's one reason. What's the other? So he follows her out of this pyramid tomb they're in, which we have a pyramid tomb not far from us. Um he's like is this about Spike? And she can smell the sp- he can smell the spike on her. Mm-hmm. Um, she has to break it to him that Spike is different because he has a soul now. And he's like, you know, I started it having a soul. Um, <laughs> he's upset because he's getting the brush off for Captain Peroxide. And this is this is the this is at the time this was a hell of a zinger. Are you going to go all Dawson on me every time I have a new boyfriend?
0: Ow. WB jokes.
1: Wow, 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 wow! Was also Dawson became a fucking creep.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> And remember, it's one of the weirder uh, things about that show is that the lead character is a complete asshat. And I don't think he was supposed to be, but that's just kind of how he ended up.
1: The last episode, I think uh, Katie Holmes ends up with Pacey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dawson gets to go make like another TV show version of his life.
0: It's, he already has it. I, what's the fake name they give to oh, it? The Cape. Is that what
1: it was? Okay. Because he'd made one. Cause like so, the last season is like one of their future ones, and then like the last episode was like even farther. Than well, he like than he is the cancer. showrunner
0: of a Dawson's Creek type show, and with yeah, with the like, whole love triangle of like who's this character going to get with?
1: Right, right, but in the the last season, he's made like an independent movie of his life, and then like five years forward, he's like making a TV show mm-hmm. version of his life, and it's like, dude, is this the only story
0: you have to tell? <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, when do you walk your dog of Katie Kirk in the morning? Come on. Um, so, you know, she says that Spike's not my boyfriend, but he's in my heart. Um, and then she has this whole relationship conversation with Angel. I love her just kind of like zinging some more of like, what was the best part of our relationship? When you broke up with me or when I killed you? <laughs>
2: uh,
1: anyway, um, so cookie dough. She's not done baking. Um, she's not thinking that far ahead.
0: She's basically saying... I'm not saying that there's a future for us. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. But we we don't know right now. You know. Yeah. But you, why don't you so, stay on that back burner just in case?
1: Well, like, why don't you climb out of my ass, guy? Just climb right out of there. Um, and he's like, "Fine, I ain't getting any older." And off to the shadows I go. It's a nice exit and, for Angel. And I think again, the the true end game is uh, Angel and Spike in season five of Angel because they're great. Uh, so Buffy's house later, she comes home, like Dawn's waiting for her, because Buffy has given, a task Xander with like tasing Dawn, or no, he chloroforms Dawn. He chloroforms
0: Dawn and is supposed to drive her out of town, but Dawn woke up and tasered Xander and like drove back while herself. Yeah.
1: While he was driving, mm-hmm. which seemed the crazy part. Well, this is, I presumably is the, uh, you know, hey, Dawn, when it's bad, she won't choose you. Mm-hmm. She'll be against you. So Dawn, in her, all her fury, kicks her sister in the shit. I got to
0: say, the eye patch is really doing a lot for Nicholas Brennan there. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it does a lot for most people, right? Like, who doesn't look cool in an eye patch?
1: Uh, Isn't there like a Republican guy in Congress who has an eye patch? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That guy's a fucking massive turd. There you go. Mm-hmm. Are you going to start rocking an eye patch? All right, not unless I need to.
1: Okay.
0: Unless it's <laughs> some sort of wondering... like long con. <laughs>
1: It's all fun and games. The podcaster loses an eye.
0: Yeah, and then he has to turn
1: his head. Um, so, so on his like tending the Xander's head wound, because Don straight up taste his ass.
0: Yeah. So Buffy comes back with this massive size. though we haven't really talked about the size. So it's like basically yeah, like smart. a I don't know like a a battle axe, like a one handed axe that also has like a grip at the top to hold it up top, and there's a spike a wooden stake on the other end. It's like short. It's like SMG sized. Well, it's
1: interesting. Oh yeah, it's like it's
0: not—it's not a two-handed axe. It's just like a like a war axe or something.
1: I mean, really, it's more of an axe, though, right? What do you mean? We keep saying we keep saying scythe, but like,
0: yeah, it's not really a scythe. I mean, I guess it's—it's a fairly long blade of the axe. It also looks way too thick. Like, it would be way too heavy. But sure.
1: I mean, it's it's red and it's shiny, so I guess that's Mm -hmm. cool. I mean, it's you know, no one's calling it M question mark or M Golaro stop. Um, it's funny though, just because this had appeared in like a bunch of the comic books prior to all this. In, so it's in like,
0: Frey, yeah, there's a there's a well, and also Buffy, prior to Frey, what was it? Like what was of, prior to Frey?
1: There was a bunch of Buffy comics prior to Frey, but like they had a bunch of like Tales of the Slayer and mm. like other things. So it had made an appearance prior to Frey, but it's a big part of Frey. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, Frey takes place in the future, but it's this big, cool looking axe. I don't know. I it's it's fine. I feel like. Maybe their prop department, if they'd had more time, could have done a little better here. That's my personal opinion.
3: Uh, it looks a little too modern
0: is, to me. Like there's there's one part where it just looks like it has like metal rivets on it.
1: Yeah. Uh the thing is it slices, it dices, it makes Julian preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, uh so the gang's excited, uh until Xander makes a joke. There's a party in my eye socket, and everyone's invited. Is where it uh, just made me think of um uh So I an ex murderer. They really pissed in the bitches ocular cavities okay
0: yeah so I love that movie this is where buffy comes downstairs to see pike spike uh punching the uh punching bag with the little drawing of angel on it it's pretty funny and it, you immediately know that like oh this isn't going to be spike is going to betray her because he's mad or anything like that like it's it's going to be a much more mature conversation about like he immediately says that he Ish. saw them i'd say it's pretty mature yeah. He, he like he immediately says, "Oh yeah, I saw you, and angel." Like it's not like that's going to be hanging over the characters this whole time or anything like that. As he gets more and more yeah, jealous, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's not like a betrayal thing, but it's it's you know, as she says, "Great, more jealous vampire crap." Mm-hmm. Um, this is where we get the he wears lifts, you know. <laughs> uh, so she suggests that Angel and Spike wrestled out with oil, which I mean, come on, it's obvious, right? Bill is uh, Bill is Angel, Erica Spike, mm-hmm. right? right um also spike and angel will wrestle it out with in an episode of angel season five it won't be for oil with oil it will be for a chalice of mountain dew though um mm, mountain dew. yeah yeah think about it salivate um do the dew. so spike just he finally he's just like where's the trinket and she's like the hookah and he's like the pretty necklace your sweetie bear gave you the one of all the power i believe it's mine now
0: yeah he's got a soul uh, too
1: there's a sweet little moment here where she's like, it's meant for a champion. And this is when he like kind of drops his hand because he's still like wounded puppy dog, no confidence of her. And then she like, she like hands it to him in her eyes. It's like an affirmation, you know.
0: And so it's uh, been called yeah. a lot of things in my life.
1: Yeah. So, uh, somehow, <laughs> the tale of Buffy losing her room to other people.
0: Faith is still in her room. Uh, oh yeah, there's a whole when... thing where like Faith led a bunch of the Slayers into what they thought was like an arsenal and it said there was just a bomb waiting for them. So they all got like blown up, but seemingly all survived. But like faith is like pretty messed up, mm-hmm. which is why like Rona and a few other characters like pretty banged up in this episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they all had to like drag an unconscious faith out of there, mm-hmm. including
0: Felicia day. Uh, Are you so later, getting at something with this like weird pause Felicia day thing?
1: No, I just okay. think it's important to note that
0: right? I don't want people to forget That Felicia Day was She plays by Violet, the vampire slayer.
1: I won't remember that part. Mm -hmm. Um so later, Buffy and Spike have totally boned. Uh she's laying in bed with him while he's asleep, and she gets up and kind of paces. We got a lot of time lapse. And then the first is Caleb shows up and and she's like looking out the sky through the side window there. And she's like, This man was my good right arm. I guess he don't need an arm when he got an army. And so the first keeps like talking shit. Um Buffy makes fun of the first for being the taunter. Um, the first boasts that when their army will, will overrun the, when their army overruns the earth and there's more of them than there are humans the first will be made flesh just like the man in black and Lost um, and she's like he, she he uh, sorry they are like taunting Buffy that, that she's clearly worried about all this or you'd be asleep in your dead lover's arms I don't know why that line always
0: on well, teasing her like none of those girlies will ever know real power unless you're dead which uh, you're kind of giving Buffy an idea here <laughs>
1: In every generation a Slayer is born, she alone will well there's that word again. What you are, how you die Not, alone. I guess this is Buffy at
0: this yeah, point. Yeah, this is right? Buffy yeah. at this point. Yeah. She whatever. He, he morphs into Buffy as the first, like giving the the classic into every generation of Slayer's Born speech. It's a pretty cool face-off between the two of them as they're staring at each other there. I like it.
1: Yeah, SMG does a flawless Caleb impression. That's mm-hmm. what I was that's getting at. But yeah, the there's that word again, what you are, how you'll die alone. And then Buffy realizes there's some truth in that, and she kind of has an idea. So Spike wakes up from a nightmare about drowning in footwear. All been there. Um, he sees her and consents that something is weighing heavily on her, and he's like, Buffy, is something wrong? And she's like, no. Yeah, I just realized something. Something that never really occurred to me before. We're going to win. Bum, Fuck, bum, yeah. Bum. Fuck yeah. Fuck so yeah.
0: So after the commercial. Time for another pep talk. Buffy's holding her big-ass uh, scythe axe there. And Faith is all better now
1: yeah she's a slayer mm-hmm. um yeah she's like in her 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 room i, I keep saying in joyce's room um she's like unleashed her plan the giles willow faith Xander, and the main scooby gang faith likes this plan giles says it flies in the face of everything every generation has ever done and he's like i think it's bloody brilliant um, willow's
0: a little concerned because this plan relies heavily on her doing some magic uh hey you know what's great about this scene is that kennedy isn't here
1: Willow says, This goes beyond anything I've ever done. It's a total loss of control. And I'm not a nice, wholesome, my girlfriend has a pierced tongue kind of way. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of there.
0: Yeah, but that, I mean, that's a fun joke. And Kennedy isn't she's here. She's
1: away in tongue spirit. Kennedy
0: isn't here to kind of like jump in and talk over Willow at any point. Yeah. Uh, and then like uh, about 30 seconds later, suddenly Don's just like, oh, oh, I got it about the tongue ring.
1: I. One of my favorite things about the the comics, I only read a little bit of like, was it called season eight? Mm-hmm. is like Willow and Kennedy broke up. Turns out that thing didn't work. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, yeah. So Jowlstack's gone to do Buffy, some research. Buffy
0: doesn't hook up with Willow, but she hooks up with another Slayer, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, female Slayer, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Well, I guess they'd it, all be female Slayers. Sorry. Right. Um, yes. Um, so Willow takes a side to prepare. There's a little bit of just like, every time uh, like, Faith and Buffy touch the thing. They're like, Oh, it feels powerful. It feels like it's mine. And then when the others touch it, they're like, yeah, I don't feel anything. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a prop.
0: Yeah. Willow ha- handles it. And she's like, yeah, nothing.
1: Uh, Cause also Buffy did like a whole, uh, sword in the stone thing with it too. Yeah.
0: It was like stuck in this, like kind of like onyx rock. And she just like pulls it right out when clearly, uh, Caleb could not.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it really seems like audience and Xander are back together. Um, Either that or she's letting some familiarity fly. I think they
0: hooked up again in the previous episode, so, yeah. Oh, cool. But it was, it was well, yeah, when cause... they were all bony, and, the, you know, they aforementioned pierced tongue, and then Faith was hooking up with Wood. And
3: uh, yeah, Z- Xander,
0: Xander and Anya were meeting up and, like, eating ice cream downstairs because they could hear all the wild sex happening above them. And they was just like, geez, you know, could, it could be a little more, you know, conscientious that the rest was trying to sleep. But the, uh, the sexual energy was too high. They had to bone as well.
1: What were the other 28 girls doing? Yeah. <laughs> just hearing all this mm-hmm. and like, like one of them being like, can I just like, they just feel like this is, this is my life in the now. tub. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a weird fun fact. They, they filmed touched after end of days because, uh, Eliza Dushku needed time to go do the true calling pilot. How weird. Yeah. Cause she
0: turned out oh, a pilot, man. She should have done the Faith of Vampire Slayer.
1: And, and Marty Noxon was going to do the last episode, but she was too busy writing her pilot. Uh, second to last episode, yeah. Mm. Um, so later downstairs, Buffy goes a speech to speech, or, or in the Living Room goes to speech to all the potentials in the main cast and Felicia Day. She really casts some shade on Kennedy for not liking her. Um, also, the thing about Kennedy here, white t-shirt with suspenders.
0: It, it's a look. It's certainly a look. It's complicated.
1: Yeah. Um, she seems like a little like bow tie over her t-shirt, too. So, uh, or not bow tie, uh, just regular tie. Um, so Buffy speaks about how she hates having to be here and deal with this obligation, hates that there's no choice in the matter. And she's like, so here's the part where you get to make a choice. And we're going to pick up with this
0: later. It seems like that's the end of the scene. But no, we'll be coming back to it later.
1: Well, she does say, uh, I'm sorry, that we're going to open this seal tomorrow. We're going down to defeat this army. So we cut to the next day. Um... Oh, no, sorry. We got to later that day in the high school basement when Faith and Robin Wood are, are moving furniture around and blocking and events. Robin and, like, Wood brilliantly
0: actresses. negs Faith into like demanding that they have more sex.
1: Well, it's like he takes this stupid opening where, you know, they're talking about like this plan, and Faith says, Come on, you got to have a little Faith. Which, if every episode of the Faith, the Vampire mm-hmm. Slayer show involved that pun, I'd be all for it's it. It's just
0: like, I think I've had my share of things. She's like, What the yeah. fuck? yeah are you not a I'll satisfied work. customer you ask
1: we are fucking again best two out of three mm-hmm. um and so he's just like like he like that's his whole thing about like you know there's some nice guys out there if you gave him a chance which no there's not um and he's like no nah, if we get out of this whole thing why don't you give me a chance to surprise you and she's like, there's no way you're prettier than me. Because he indicated he yeah.
0: prettier than her. Yeah, he he basically is like, I'm prettier than you. I don't know, you know, I don't know where you're getting this confidence from, but maybe you shouldn't have it. And she's just like, excuse me. <laughs> which is really the way to go at faith, I think. You gotta like write where she thinks her strength is.
1: Clearly, it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, which that is not to say that because it worked, it was the right thing to do, <laughs> but whatever. Um, so in Willow's room. She's doing some research and like freaking out, and then um, she's
0: very worried that she's going to go evil again, and that then Kennedy is going to have to stab her. Yeah,
1: yeah. Your buddy Kennedy is just like like not having it because she's I'm a brat. I get what I want, and so Willow's like trying to explain to her. And I feel like Kennedy, even though she's seen Willow turn into Warren previously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Willow, like, Willow has so a line. Getting she, the gravity.
0: Willow has a line. She says, "You know, Buffy, sweet girl, not that bright." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Burn it.
1: Uh, Oh, it's Kennedy. Kennedy's like, yeah, I fucking hate her too. Mm-hmm. Um but Willow's like trying to like explain to her like you know the darkest I've ever been, like what we're doing here this is beyond that. Um uh, but yeah, so Willow has to make a threes because that's what Kennedy wants cuz she's a brat. Um so in the dining room, the joke here is that it's set up it seems like Giles and Xander are making plans. But it's Giles and Xander and Andrew at first, like playing D and D. Also, Andrew's wearing Buffy's cloak from her little red riding. Hood yes, costume. that's
0: a great little continuity piece there. Uh, and then Amanda is like super into it as well, playing here. Which apparently Joss, uh, he wanted to give Amanda a scene here because she would be the one, like really the only Slayer we recognize who dies later on. So he wanted to give her like an extra moment.
1: Yeah. And just just like, I used to be a highly respected watcher, and now I'm a wounded dwarf of a mystical strength of a doily. I just wish I could sleep. And my man is like, What kind of person could sleep on a night like this? And so we pan over, and there's Anya, like passed out on the table, on the chair beside him. And Xander says, Only the crazy one. As he strokes her hair, she snores.
0: Good old Anya. He's,
1: he's sons of bitches, why'd you have to kill her? So Buffy sits on the front porch, just, like taking in the night. And then um, she
0: she finally comes downstairs while where Spike is just like w- looking at his uh amulet or whatever. And then it just like fades to black. So clearly they fucked again.
1: It's a weird I mean, obviously, 100 percent We can turn our keys on that same time. They fucked again. But like it's a weird and it almost that suggests scene. that we're going
0: to come back to it later. Yeah, the way it, yeah. it fades out there. And then it's uh, just so like th- fade up to uh the the school a big school bus there in front of the San High it's all abandoned
1: yeah we look around the area a little bit we get they take in the area you know because we're gonna need to know what, what the school exterior looks like later and there's Robin Wood leading everyone in he's like welcome to Sunnydale High there's no running in the halls no yelling no gum chewing apart from that there's only one rule if they move kill them
0: so they're kind of dispatching everyone I don't know about this plan where they basically they send all the potentials down to the basement at the seal and then it's like okay like willow and kennedy you go in that room it's like wood and giles are gonna like you know there's like three three areas the vampires might try to get out they're supposed to stop the vamps from getting out it's like willow or or i'm sorry uh, giles and wood have one sector xander and don have another and then um onion and andrew have one section like couldn't you put like a potential each with the three of those groups you know like i don't know just have an actual slayer there Rather than just well, humans fighting against uh, vampires,
1: the only moment of clarification I would add there is that uh, Willow is in Wood's office because that's directly above yeah. the seal, mm-hmm. um, so that's where she can do with her magic. Well, so the idea is that those junction points would lead to other buildings on the school, and those other buildings would have sewer access because it's still daytime. Yeah, yeah. So the Uber vans can't just, run I out. just. I just feel I, like you could
0: have assigned a, a, one of the potentials to each of them there.
1: Well, here's what I'm saying: you have like like. On the end, Andrew, like looting the town mm-hmm. in the previous episode, like you have access to everything in town. I would just pour concrete over that sewer access.
0: Or um, I don't know. Is there a way you can punch holes in the ceiling? I mean, the yeah, Don well, has the totally... one trick where she does it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, also, I feel like, I don't know. I know this might be a little bit naive, but like maybe the swords are a bad idea. Like just have machine guns.
0: With wooden bullets. I don't think I think Buffy has well, the uh, the, either the resources. Way, though, you for may that. not,
1: you may not kill them, mm-hmm. but like you're gonna slow them down. There's a so back in the days when I was a kid, and like you would always watch TV, and like there was syndicated TV. Like I've seen more episodes of like the Highlander show than I should, because it's a dumb show. But there's an episode where like Roger Daltrey guest stars, and he breaks the Highlander rules because his whole thing is that like he doesn't just show up and like sword fight the other Highlanders. He just shoots them with like uh, machine guns. Yeah, I mean so they're it's, super wounded. It's clearly a choice. Yeah, their head off. It's
0: clearly a choice of the show to not have guns heavily involved. Yeah, which I think is a good choice. But yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just saying it's, if I it's clear where this. all the casualties come from in this. It's like all yeah. the human teams, pretty much.
1: Well, as it should be. Yeah. Right. So, um, Sanders just like, hey, everyone, here's the bathroom in case you need to go. You should probably go now. Mm-hmm. Um. So everyone who's not a main character goes off to like set up their their junction. I like how uh,
0: Xander tells Anya that don't be afraid to use Andrew as a human shield.
1: Um. Oh, where's where's the thing? Uh. Andrew's like, we will defend of our very lives, and Anya's like, yes, we will defend it of his very life.
0: Andrew pulls out like some notes, like he's gonna give a speech or something. Uh, Shout out to his brother Tucker,
1: (laughs) the the three people who like led me to the spot, and then like. Anya reads the room, and she's like, yeah, no one gives a shit. She says, nobody
0: nobody cares, you little monkey.
1: (laughs) Well, I think there's a funny moment there, because Anya's whole thing is that she can't read the room, and it's like, finally, she can.
0: (laughs) Well, and then Don very coldly just says, I'm going to go check out our field of engagement, and Buffy's just like, wait, Don. Don says, anything you say will sound like goodbye. It's funny that they like intentionally said, no, Don won't be a slayer, because I feel like she is pulling it off better than most of the potentials. Like, I feel yeah. like they've allowed her character to to not be the little brat anymore. Like, she's actually, like, fairly competent and, like, uh-huh. pretty athletic, too. Like, I think she would have been fine if they wanted to do some sort of, like, Dawn has Slayer powers, too, if they wanted to go there.
1: I think it would have been good for her career, too. Like,
0: mm-hmm. don't just saddle her
1: with, like, what's next? Like, Georgina Sparks? Like, let her...
0: I mean, it almost feels like, like Michelle Trachtenberg kind of wants it, too. Like... I have to think that I mean she's old enough now to like really like command like bigger roles. She's like, give me something to do, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just I feel like, well, I think I if you if you let an untapped resource go for long enough, either it dries up or no one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Like they're not hot anymore, you know. And so I think unfortunately, like Michelle Trachtenberg's career just never really got at this age. The, the shot that it needed. I mean, she went to this like the Euro trip, and then and then um was it Euro trip? Oh, yeah, she was she's trip? In Euro, Euro trip. trip. Euro mm-hmm. trip. Oh, Sky doesn't know. And then um like the, said, gossip. She's Girl, like a like, like a
0: side character on Gossip Girl, right?
1: She was like the villain in the first season, and then I know she pops up again. Mm.
0: I've only seen
1: a few episodes from later in the show when uh, um Dan and Blair get
0: together. Okay, uh, which was why did you like, like slow yeah. down like that? Was like a. I, got I was just remembering. To say okay. Sorry.
1: Yeah. No, not that epic. Um, So this just leaves, you know, Buffy and Giles and Xander to like at the cross section of the hallways talking about what they're going to do. And seemingly the plan they've settled on is the mall. <laughs> to which Giles is thrilled later. Well, the mall is in Sunnydale. So fuck that. Mm-hmm. So they walk off. Um, Willow goes off first to do her thing in the principal's office. Then Xander. And then Buffy makes her way to where everyone's waiting by the seal. Um, And they all kind of like trade off the dagger and, like, slice their hand Klingon style to, like, bleed into the thing. Yeah,
0: they're all, all the slayers and potentials here are going to bleed together to open this thing.
1: Let me tell you something. Hate to be the last person to use that knife. Yeah. <laughs> I guess
0: uh, you're hoping your your new slayer powers will heal any potential VDs you're getting there.
1: <laughs> I mean, also, this is shitty. I don't want to use it after faith. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the like office- would they glare
0: at you if you like wiped it off on your leg first? <laughs>
1: Probably. So in the the principal's office. Will is like starting her magical ritual. Do you know Michelle uh, under-
0: Trachtenberg played played Abigail Adams on Sleepy Hollow for an episode?
1: Wow. I checked out. I think in season two of that show.
0: Yeah, I was out on that show in season two. It just got real bad. It, not that it was great it, it, no it, it started out kind of insanely like how was this good like how is this not the dumbest well, show ever like why am i enjoying Horseman this
1: With a, a giant machine gun too yeah
0: and then like it did like lost steam like probably like a couple episodes before the end of season one and then it like completely fell off a cliff in season two which and, 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 and like they completely fucked nicole Bahari on that show too like
1: what did they do? I've heard that, but what did they have? I can't about?
0: remember the specifics, but they basically like kept bringing in other characters to be the lead, like female character, and like they like kind of like were refusing to do the romance. I think between her and Ichabod, and like mm. they basically just let her walk. Like I think she might have been sick at one point too, and like they were just like complete jerks. Like she's the star of the show, and they were not giving her any leeway at all. Like, to, like, take time off for health reasons, that kind of stuff. And
1: and don't get me wrong. I like Tom Meisen. He was great on that show. Um, I was really glad to see him show up on Watchmen. But, like, she was what made that show. Mm -hmm. Like, she was fucking great. And, like, they brought in, like, the boring sister. And I think they brought in, like, Ichabod Crane's wife. Well, yeah, they brought
0: the wife character back. who was just, like like, really killed the show, pretty much. Like, you just did not want her around.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the show was... I mean, the problem with the show, too, is you always knew that the mythology was kind of weak. Mm-hmm.
0: And they really steered into it when it's like, hey, guys, just do a monster of the week show. I just I just always thought it was
1: funny because that was a show where it was like the cold open would be like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, holy shit, it's been 20 minutes. We just now getting the credits. Anyway, under the seals, of a giant cave. They like walk down the steps into it. Spike mentions that his magical accessory isn't doing anything yet. He feels like Elizabeth Taylor um the gang gets to a ledge and they look down to see what looks like hell below with like hundreds or like thousands of the turret, the dinosaur horn vampires and then buffy's like i'm not worried as long as willow works her magical spell before they and then they all look up and she's like before they see us gold yeah yeah and they all so start, they all start charging.
0: charging yeah cgi charging there
1: the uber vamps in this look just like the shitty orcs in those shitty peter jackson lord of the rings movies.
0: Yeah, they're much more orcish. I mean, it's clear where the, uh, the inspiration comes from. And then after the commercial, Willow is doing her big spell as the scythe is glowing. And then we cut back to see the rest of that scene where Buffy says, hey, so here's the part where you make a choice. Uh, what if you could have that power now? In every generation, one slayer is born because a bunch of men who died thousands of years ago made up that rule. They were powerful men. This woman is more powerful than all of them combined, she points to Willow
1: i
3: was
0: like oh shit i was like so buffy says so i say we change the rule i say my power should be our power and cool montage of all the slayers like kind of you you can see like their or the potential that they turn it into slayers their hair kind of like kind of you know it's it's like they're getting hit by a wind machine off camera or something yeah
1: yeah the good stuff Mm -hmm. um so, yeah uh, so willow's using I, the
0: power of the scythe to uh unlock uh all their slayer powers basically
1: and I've always agreed that the anyone who like needs to hold on to their power and just keep it for themselves doesn't deserve that power like like I don't know the good ones will make you feel powerful as well um yeah, so we get this awesome captain Marvel montage um
0: and then a lot of ass kicking.
1: Yeah, Uber has got the ledge. Slayers are just like they all have the power. They're just uh, dusting Kennedy these has,
0: dudes left and right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Kenny has her power too. Willow has that magic asthma of white hair, and she's like, "You are a goddess," Kenny says, and Willow's like, "And you are a Slayer." Now I'm spent, so uh, be gone.
0: It's really funny. She's like, she's like, you need to go uh, get the sight to Buffy, and then she just kind of like collapses, and is like, ha, that was nifty. It's yeah. the fun little, yeah. it's kind of like the last moment Willie, well, or um, uh, what's her face, Alex and again, really gets in the episode, other than the final scene.
1: Yeah, everyone should go out on an orgasm. Um, so, down in the cave, Buffy gets the sight from Kennedy and starts like fucking up these Uber vamps. We see the other girls fighting as well. Some of the vamps are heading up the stairs up in the school hallway. This is the moment where Andrew and Ani can hear them coming and they have swords. And again, it's just like start blowing them up, start throwing grenades at them. I mean, I don't know, whatever. Anya's scared. She doesn't think she would be. She figured Andrew would be scared and she'd be sarcastic about it. And this is when he's just like, picture happy things. A lake, candy canes, bunnies.
0: And she's like, bunnies. The way Anya Anya gets it, she's just like dusting these dudes left and right and then like right up behind her. The vamp just like slashes all the way through like her torso to her waist pretty much.
1: Oh, it's brutal. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Emma Caulfield is the real redeeming surprise of this 2020 rewatch. Like, you know, I had, a, I had an inkling and a feeling of, of Xander being the tough pill to swallow. I mean, I knew I liked Willow and Giles. I knew there were tough spots there. I knew SMG was good. Of course, she's better than you remember. And, but oh shit, Anya's the best. Fuck, she's the best.
0: I always liked Anya um, right from the start. I was in on Anya.
1: Well, she's the best. Um, so the Uber Bamps are like flooding the school. Somehow Giles and Wood are fighting them off pretty well. Andrew gets thrown by one after screaming, I have swimmers here.
0: Spike starts to notice something weird is happening with this talisman that he's wearing. And it's it's pretty cool the way, like, Buffy's kind of talking and giving orders in the middle of this. And you're kind of like, hey, what's that vamp doing right behind her? And it just comes up and stabs her. Like, like the way they stage it is pretty well done.
1: Yeah, like through the hip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she, like, looks down and she's like, ah. So we see Faith fighting after the commercial. She sees Buffy down, comes rushing over to her. Buffy tells him to hold the line. Buffy hands off the M question mark scythe and Faith starts kicking ass. Um, this is
0: where Dawn has her little trick that she pulls where she like, when Xander's like engaged with the vamp, she like pulls a little rope and a bunch of uh, rocks drop and it opens up uh, the light up above it. Like, like opens the ceiling and so they all get like dusted by the sunlight. Extremely fast. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know how many times we've seen like Spike and Angel out in the full broad daylight and they're like, ooh and they just cover up. These vamps, yeah. not so much.
1: The part where drunken Spike has fallen asleep mm-hmm. in outside Angel's mansion, and as the sun yeah. starts to move over, and he just slowly catches on fire. Well, and,
0: and Dawn's um, like kicking some ass here too. Like I feel like she's doing pretty well for herself.
1: Yeah. So then bringer start attacking. They drag Xander away. Um, mm-hmm. And again, the the whole thing with with Anya is Joss Whedon was like, I need a permanent, you know, battle hardened death from a, somebody you know. And obviously, the main cast was not going to die. I wasn't going to kill off the main four. So Anya just um, in
0: the middle of destroying all these bringers here. One of them comes up right behind her and just chop. Man, it's brutal.
1: That son of a bitch, yeah. Um Robin Wood gets stabbed. Giles kills that bringer. Cause remember, Giles is excellent for sword. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um also the 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 Uber vamps have been like massively depowered because the whole point was the empowerment of the girls. So Jocelyn's like, I don't care about the continuity of the yeah. Uber vamps. Well, and this is,
0: this is like the moment in the fight where it is turned against them. Anya just died. Uh, Xander got grabbed. Wood got stabbed. And now like uh, the, the Uber vamps are like kind of like swarming Kennedy and we see a couple of them die. Uh, we see one girl gets bit, uh, Amanda there. Although it's funny because he barely recognizes her because she's, like, turned sideways. She has blood all over her face. But Amanda dies there. We see her collapse to the ground. And it's like, oh, shit. Uh, she's losing. And the first shows up to mock them
1: all. What I what I really appreciate about this last episode is that everything at the school is about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, So for 44 minutes, like like having like like uh front loading and top loading like the the good character stuff I kind of appreciate yeah. that that's where the, the the heavy heat is so this one the first comes a teaser and it, again, she's she's too good buffy at being yeah seductive first oh no ooh mommy so buffy, this more wound is all itchy buffy
0: gets back up and is just destroying even more of these dudes like she just like swings and knocks like three of these vamps off the like ledge there at the same time
1: yeah. And even the first looks scared. And all mm-hmm. the girls are like kicking some fucking ass all over the place, including you know who. Including um, Vi.
0: Vi who is wrecking shop right now.
1: Yeah. Felicia Day. Uh she keeps like fighting, or Spike keeps like fighting and then twitching, and then his amulet starts to do its thing, and he starts like shooting sunlight out of his chest. And it's like fire straight up, like blasting a hole through the ceiling. And like it so, just like, like it
0: immediately like vaporizes all the I mean, I assume it's like sunlight or something, you know, it's just like yeah. completely taking out all the Uber vamps.
1: And he's just like, I can feel it, Buffy. My soul. It's really there. It kind of stings. Um, everyone starts like running out of the school as it's collapsing. Um, Andrew realizes that he's alive under one of the bringers. Um, and then one of the slayers rescues him. Um, Giles and Wood are starting to get the girls onto the school bus in one hallway. Oh, this is tragic. Xander's so like calling out for Anya. He can't see that she's like laying there dead. Yeah, she's like behind, behind some, some
0: rubble. rubble and he doesn't see her, and so he just has to go. Pretty I, messed up, really.
1: See, I remember that moment from watching this the first time when they fucking ran their fist into me and grabbed my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So down in the cave, Spike tells Buffy to go that he'll finish cleaning up. School's out for bloody summer. She holds his hand and their hands catch on fire. It's hot. It's a hot moment passed between them and she's like, "I love you," and he's like, "No, you don't." But thanks for saying it. Um. And then also the cast, the Cassie the dead girl had told him she'll tell you someday. Mm-hmm. She finally told him. So he's like, go, I want to see how this ends. Um, Faith gets on the bus and it takes off. that <laughs> they're like, Faith's here,
0: drive. Yeah, Faith's just like, yeah, because there's a scene where she's like waiting for Buffy. She's like, Buff, we got to go. And then she's like, fuck it, I'm out of here.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, leaving Dawn, like at the back of the bus, like looking out like, where's my sister? Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, maybe the one part of the effects that doesn't totally hold up. It's is a little shaky on the roof. But yeah, her like, like running,
0: running, jumping over uh, streets as uh, she's running across the roof there and eventually doing a cool jump onto the uh, top of the oh, bus also there.
1: She always looks funny when she runs. But uh, Spike starts cackling as he starts like burning from the inside, and like turns to ash. He gets and, a like, real like
0: extended like vamp dusting here. They made it count for him.
1: Yeah. Until 18 days later on Angel. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So Xander and Felicia Day are doing triage on the bus as it comes, and Felicia Day is like slapping indigo around yelling, This is nothing.
0: <laughs> you mean Rona, yeah. Indigo's the actor's name.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um so Andrew's like shell-shocked, wondering, like, why didn't I die? Which yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you?
0: Should have been yeah. you instead of Anya.
1: Seriously. Um Don's like looking still at the back of the bus, wondering where her sister is, and then Buffy like manages to run off that rooftop and land on top of the bus. And I kind they, of, I
0: kind of ripped this off in a scene in the next trouble Book. I'm just going to admit that now.
1: Mm. Uh, we hear the noises and then see as like Sundown's just like collapsing into this massive crater. They finally stop at what's now outside of town. Um, Robin looks like he's like like more than halfway out the door. He's been driving this whole time. Buffy lands on the ground. Yeah, he's like about to die,
0: but he's the one driving the whole time.
1: Yeah. Buffy like lands on the ground, looks at the open road ahead of her, and then she looks back at the crater and this great little bit of um, um, the welcome to Sunnydale sign. It's like teeters and falls <laughs> yes. into the crater. <laughs> Which I think uh,
0: Spike can count that one too. He's uh, once yeah, again yeah. destroyed the Sunnydale well, sign.
1: Because right before that, Giles is like, what did all this? And Buffy's like, Spike. <laughs> Uh, so Xander stops, Andrew and asks what happened with Anya. And Andrew says that Anya was incredible and she died saving his life. And Xander's like, that's my girl. Always doing the stupid thing. I'm just, and then I wanted Xander to choke the life out of Andrew <laughs> and yell, it should have been you.
0: I'm just noticing that Don has like this pretty cool, like shirt on with all these like zippers and stuff on it. Like, I don't know. I don't know if this is the fashion at the time or not, but it seems very utilitarian.
1: Oh, hell yeah. 2003. We were mm-hmm. all
0: about zippies, more zippies.
1: Um, on the bus, Faith is like trying to tell Robin Wood that it's not too bad. And he's like, Did we make it? He's like, Pierce to die as his eyes go still. And she deals with that, goes to close his eyes, and he, like, he coughs back to life. It's like, Surprise. I
0: almost feel like if he he shouldn't have coughed, he should have just said surprise.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, You're a
0: bad lay. Uh. Yeah. And <laughs> She's like, Oh, Felicia hell no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Starts taking off her belt. Yeah. <laughs> and then Felicia Day is like, Excuse me, I'm just going to get in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gang comes to get snarky about the helmet off being closed for business. And is like, Well, there's another one in Cleveland. Do our hot in Cleveland spinoff.
0: Giles just like picks up a rock and tosses it in. <laughs> uh, uh, Willow's saying, I can they feel them, they Buffy. Ali ooped Andrew in there. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Willow says, I can feel the Slayers all over. You know, they're all awakening everywhere. And they're going to have to find them, which is a nice little kind of tease for what could be happy in the future you know but we don't necessarily need to set up the next season type of thing
1: faith and spike spinoff
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: because Xander's like what well, we saved the world and Will's like we fucking changed the world um so Giles points out the all was in sunnydale so they can't go there now and then uh you know someone's like but lex my mother lives in new jersey not anymore yeah um xander starts like listing off all the commercial landmarks that are gone like the gap so they could all go sleep for a week if they wanted to. And Willow says, what do you think we should do, Buffy? And Fape's like, you're not the one and only chosen one anymore. You just got to live like a person. How does that feel? And Don says, yeah, Buffy, what are we going to do?
0: And Buffy smiles. And that's the end of the show. What an insurance
1: nightmare, Sonny, that was, right?
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I don't know how they write that one off. Just a giant crater. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was Buffy Season 7, Part 2. We're done. Yeah. Yeah, What a fun rewatch. I, I, I guess I regret a little. We should we probably should have done three episodes in the first season just for like the completist factor. Just so if somebody mm-hmm. later on is like, oh, hey, they talked about Buffy. Like probably wouldn't better do season one, but oh, well.
1: So let me throw this at you. Mm-hmm. It's Prophecy Girl. And what the hell else? It'd
0: be Prophecy Girl, um, the one with the ventriloquist and i don't know i mean i suppose you could do the pilot or maybe like never kill a boy in the first date or something like that there's there's probably one other one you can find or yeah when angel shows up Mm. but anyway we're not doing that sorry anyway uh overall any complaints
1: uh i feel like we've covered them um Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I've got some. I mean, having just talked about the finale, I'm I'm kind of full of that. I'm kind of happy.
0: Okay. I mean, in general, I feel like uh, not so much in the episodes we watched, but in the middle of the season here, they really turned Buffy into kind of a jerk, which I didn't feel was completely justified by the character. It kind of seems like they needed this to happen so the potentials of mutiny against her. um, Because Buffy, just she's not that callous and cold, I don't feel like. Um, And just... I don't know, it's just like more and more the main characters having moments together were fewer and further between because it's so many other characters on the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, also, you know, Kenny doesn't have to necessarily bully a girl to death. Uh,
0: make one change.
1: Um, kill Andrew instead.
0: Yeah, I've got to keep Anya alive.
1: Yeah. All right. I mean, uh, I get, there was this like moment where they were like trying to feel out if there could be a season eight. And both Emma Caulfield and Sarah Michelle Geller were like, not with me. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, I'm just looking, I happen to pull up the uh, bio for Michelle Traxenberg on IMDb. There's a section here that says, it's like, it's like overview, mini bio. And then it says trademark. And under trademark, she has two trademarks. I really love to know who wrote these, like her publicist or something, because it says pale skin, ice blue eyes. <laughs> what the fuck is that?
2: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Bizarre. I wonder if SMG our, has trademarks on her bio.
1: We all have our crosses as bear. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be this good looking and athletic. Yeah. Um, oh,
0: she does. SMG's trademarks are frequently played strong and independent women and a slight athletic figure. Nice trademarks. Huh. Who is this like user, uh, you know, created or something? I don't know. Bizarre.
1: Now oh, I look at people I hate and see if mm-hmm. they have the same trademarks that I'm thinking of. Like like Miles Teller would not put my drink down around him at a party. Um, Power rankings. Right. I have 16.
0: I have 16 as well. Wow, imagine All that. Right.
1: Wow, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Number 16, I have Kennedy.
0: As it may not surprise you, I also have Kennedy at number 16. I didn't mind her so much in the few episodes she's in the first half of the season. She really got on my nerves in this half of the season, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Like they, the writers had to know because it sounds like they made fun of her in like season eight by like breaking up uh, Will and her. But I just don't know why they went so hard with Kennedy. She's in so much of the show suddenly, and she's just yeah. not like a fun character.
1: I mean, I think that it was an idea of let's give Willow uh, a real dynamic mm-hmm. love interest who's different from Tara, but also how do we have her stand out from 25 other girls? Cause the show is so fucking weird because suddenly there's like 30 speaking parts in every episode. Anyway, um 15, I have Molly and Rana and Colleen, especially Colleen.
0: Yeah, so just some potentials. Yeah, just some potentials. Yeah, I have the potentials at number 15 as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, at 14 I have Andrew.
0: Mm, Okay, I have Amanda the potential at number 14 I feel like they they did give her a little more she kind of had the most personality I guess Mm -hmm. except for like except for Rona and Kennedy she was the one that probably stood out the most as like they like give her lines you know
1: I don't think Amanda ended up on my list but I liked her she seemed earnest Um, number 13 I have Felicia Day
0: okay she's in there too Mm -hmm. yeah I have Andrew at 13 okay are you like a huge Felicia Day fan?
1: I think I'm as big a fan of her as anyone else is. Okay. Uh, 12, I have Angel.
0: <laughs> oh, I do not have Angel on my list. Sorry, Angel. That's that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. I have Giles at 12. Honestly, Giles, uh, you took some major L's. Like uh, You had your, your great sexy Dilf uh, Once More Feeling episode, and then Tabila mm-hmm. Rasa, and then you fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um at eleven I have Robin Wood.
0: Okay. I had, at eleven I have uh the character Vi, who as you know is played by Felicia Felicia Day. I ranked her a little higher just because I was kind of trying to keep score in the big fight mm-hmm. at the end. Vi is just annihilating vamps left and right. Like I feel like if there was a, a tally she'd win. So gotta put also, her a little wartime higher. For
1: that. Medic. Mm-hmm. This is nothing. <laughs> uh ten, I have Dawn. Um, would have liked to put Dawn higher. I mean, she she was a lot better in season seven. I, I enjoyed her much more. Unfortunately, there's a lot of noise, and even the show is just like we don't always know what to do with Dawn. Mm-hmm. But at least she's not like having temper tantrums on her bed.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, where are we at ten?
1: Uh, yeah, it was my ten.
0: I had the first at ten.
1: Oh, right on. Pretty low. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh at nine, I have Giles. Okay. Um, I like the moment where Giles finally tells Buffy after a shitty season. Um, that he that you know this flies in the face of everything that every generation's ever done. I think it's brilliant. And he's like, if you care about my opinion, and she's like, Yeah, I do.
0: Mm -hmm. Even though you kind of sucked lately, sure I do. Yeah. Uh number nine, I have principal wood.
1: Hmm. He's like, I've had better. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe it. He... I just totally forgot that that was a fucking thing in this episode.
0: He's um, like, somebody probably told you you're amazing in bed. Uh, they lied. Yeah.
1: You think that guys are going to keep coming after you because you're amazing in bed. And it's not true because you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, at eight, I have Xander. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say about Xander. He's, you know, <laughs> yeah, he came into this whole thing a lot messier than he exited. I country. got
0: him at eight, probably more to do with just the the number of you know characters here that I enjoyed. He wasn't, he was fine in these episodes, uh, excluding his weird wet dream about the teenage girls that are staying oh, in his house. God, you just reminded yeah. me. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna put him down a few more notches.
0: Uh, number seven, I had the first. <sighs>
1: Uh, not solely in execution, but because I I I again I like the idea of this character. I think especially having like every time the first changes appearances like that affecting the first's personality would be really interesting to explore, especially since you have like a like a run of like eight episodes where the first is doing fuck all. Um
0: yeah. Uh sending, I've got Caleb. Felt like he was a fine addition as a villain. He really makes a big impression for only being in like, you know, four episodes in one scene of the fifth one.
1: And number six, I have Caleb, mm, bitch. Bitch. Um, I just, it cracks me up too, how quickly they moved him from like, Firefly's been canceled, you're on
3: puppy. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, definitely Joss trying to throw some work to him and Gina Torres for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then unfortunately later, um Adam Baldwin. Yeah. Uh
0: let's see number six. I had Dawn at number six actually. I, I think Dawn was a big improvement in this half season. They let her just be kind of like Willow understudy in a lot of ways. Like she's doing research. She's helping with magic. She's translating, like I don't know. Kicking some yeah, ass yeah. at the end. All all good shows are done.
1: Um at five Starting with the last five, it gets a little tricky. Uh, I have Willow at number five. Um, she's a you know integral part of of the the end game of the show. But uh, I don't know. I feel like I missed out on a lot of Willow that could have been in this last season.
0: Do you want to know what uh, Allison Hannigan's trademark on INTV is? I'm dying to know. Guess. See if you can guess what her trademark is. Pale skin. No, it's red hair.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Great. I mean, Thanks like it's be. funny
1: because like they were like changing her hair all the time in How I Met Your Mother,
0: ruining her trademark. Wonder how old her kids are now? They're probably like in high school age. It's terrifying
1: because she's married at Lex Denison, mm-hmm. the original, the original Byron Montgomery.
0: <laughs> there was I there is a fun little show. moment uh, where she uh, kind of interacts with uh, Wesley on Angel. I think they were married at that point.
1: Uh, as everyone knows, though, the uh, the best moment of Wesley on Angel of all time was the pink helmet. <laughs>
0: uh, let's see. Where are we at? Number five? I did my five. I've got Spike checking in okay. at number five. He's uh, a big improvement from the first half of the season, I think, where he's just like sulking and being crazy constantly. Um, he's mm-hmm. kind of refound his uh, some semblance of self-esteem, I guess you'd say.
3: So- yeah
1: uh spike's my number four um it could be for that scene in touched if nothing else but like this is the spike that i want to remember <laughs> and not end of season six spike not any of season six spike almost like um the the fucking like what we were talking about a couple episodes ago the the one where he's like yelling in an alleyway like he got no one else like i don't want that that's no good but just like the guy who's like he can play like the loner badass, but also like when it comes down to it, he will straight up set you straight on how awesome Buffy is and that she doesn't let you down. And like, yeah, I don't know. Was that four? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so my number four with the trademark red hair is Willow. Uh, I She didn't have a ton to do in these episodes, but I enjoyed what we got of her. And, uh, you know, big, big spell at the end to kind of basically save the day more or less.
1: Can you pull up? I want to know what my number three's trademark is, which is...
0: She does not have a trademark listed, but I would just list it as adorable.
1: Yeah. Why can't you just masturbate like the rest of us? Mm
0: -hmm. I also have Anya at number three. Uh, What a delight. I think we're going to have the same. Yeah, we're going to Faith number two, Buffy number one. Absolutely. Buffy
1: number one, always and forever. mm -hmm.
0: But uh, I don't know. This this season at times, I was tempted to to knock her down a peg, but I, I blame the writing more than Buffy. But, and then Faith is just what a dynamic performance that con- just like enlivens every scene that she's in.
1: I mean, I really felt when she has her her turnaround at the end of Touch, like she's gotten like she's at her lowest mm-hmm. and like Spike is just like, shut the fuck up with your pity party and like, let me remind you of how great you are. Um, you know, Elijah Dushko is then, only on
0: 20 episodes of the show. It feels like so much more. It's a huge impact.
1: Yeah, um, and then like you really feel like from like end of days on, where like Buffy's back, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like they really took you through the shit to make you feel her her being back. Oh, do you um, do you
0: want to know Elijah Dushke's, uh trademarks? Oh god,
1: I'm trying to think of what it could be. Yeah, tell me.
0: Often plays young debutantes, quote on the edge, uh, and also distinctive throaty voice. Okay, well, you're halfway there. Mm-hmm. Wow, she's 5'5. Five, five. Anyway, yeah, faith number two, Buffy she's number one. She's still taller one. than SMG. <laughs> the Slayers getting it done. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I would,
0: they could do a new. See, I think the mistake would be rebooting Buffy. I think that would be incredibly stupid. But if they just wanted to do a, a blank, the Vampire Slayer, where pick a name for your new character, mm-hmm. 100% down which oh, and it, yeah, it leaves the door open if maybe maybe you could get back allison hannigan or smg or somebody mm-hmm. maybe you don't necessarily need them though you know you can do your own thing and if you want to have the stunt casting cameo for sweeps or you know, i guess sweeps don't exist anymore but um you could but it, it's not essential well i want to say you like, bring like felicia day in if you want you know
1: she's in there too mm-hmm. um I want to say, like, uh, that was the thing in between the lines when they announced the Buffy reboot movie. Was like they kept saying, like, like we can't tell you what it's about. We don't, you know, we're not there yet. But it's it's not going to be called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like I feel like they were kind of trying to telegraph to you, like it will be a new Slayer. You know, it'd be more of the times. And like uh, I think the mistake would be like they have this new comic written by other people where it's like it's like straight up a Buffy reboot. Mm -hmm. You know, where it's all the right, right, just kind of mixed up drusilla is the mistress and like xander gets xander's turned a, into vampire, a vampire yeah and then they did a thing where they they can't get xander's soul back so willow splits her own soul in half and shares it with xander and then they bring in like original willow like so like willow from like our buffy universe is in there somewhere like, it's like 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 it's like Peter Parker meeting Miles Morales. Yeah, they, you know I mean? it feels
0: like you're getting into like Marvel continuity there. You know, it's like multiple universes but, and six one six.
1: Don't get locked into like how do we update the thing that everyone knows? Like, yeah, just so and so the vampire.
0: Because yeah, the the sort of uh, world building is all there for you. It's just waiting for you. So all you need to do is like come up with new character dynamics and kind of new plot lines to fit into it. Yeah, like a lot yeah, of the work's like, already done. Just make a compelling character.
1: Like Kamala the Vampire Slayer. Like, just do that. Um, I don't know. So what's next?
0: Uh, next is, I'm going to look up Claire Kramer here and see if she has a trademark. Oh, here oh, we go. She has kill two. Me.
1: Is it hair? Hair? Uh,
0: no, Trademark number one Claire, for Claire Kramer, a.k.a. Glory. Known for playing the perfect bitch. Okay. Known by her friends and fans for being the perfect sweetheart, how nice,
1: okay mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I guess that's a sweet spot to be in, yeah, if you're gonna straddle two worlds, it might as well be those two, right. Mm-hmm.
0: What are we gonna uh. do next? I don't know, definitely movies i'm it was fun to revisit Lost and Buffy, but it is a lot more work uh, so it'll be nice to be able to just it, like it's the equivalent of like watching like four movies in a week uh to do mm-hmm. one of these. Uh, especially if I'm doing like all the episodes for it. So yeah, just a, a single movie to watch and do notes on, that'd be nice.
1: It was um is, you know, based on things people requested, but I think also it was, it was probably good for us during, you know something to do. Everything being fine in the world.
0: Do you want to know Charisma Carpenter's trademark?
1: Um something like Valley Girl I'll Ask.
0: Birthmark on her jawbone. Okay. I'd love to know who's coming up with these. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do uh, they
1: do, do they have them? They just have them for the actors.
0: You know, I haven't looked at the actors. Uh, I assume uh-huh. you mean versus actresses.
1: No, I meant I meant uh, uh, versus uh, like behind the scenes people, like other creative people. I, I not I'd be curious to know, like, what's the updated Joss Whedon?
0: Oof, oof. Uh, it doesn't look like I have a trademark for Nicholas Brandon here.
3: Uh, Something funny about what happened to Nicholas Brandon. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, as to what to do next, I don't know. I, I've I've been wanting to do Scott Pilgrim, but I don't think we should do that next. Um, I gosh, think I uh,
1: October should be... Yeah, movies.
0: we got like Horror Movie Month coming up. Um, and I guess we technically, if we were to... Let me just look at the calendar here. So we publish these on Monday. So we got like two more this month, basically, and then we should do some horror movies. So mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: So we should do Mamma Mia.
0: No. Um. Hmm, 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 hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll figure something out off camera then, off mic. Um maybe Scott Pilgrim can be the one at the end of the month, but yeah, we'll we'll find something fun to do. People are certainly welcome to tweet their suggestions at us. And uh yeah, until then, have a good one.
1: Yeah, bye-bye. Bye.